deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world has opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, DC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, have you ever won an award? Um, yes, I received the fifth grade school-wide reading award, like, mm. you, like, like in the whole school, including the sixth graders, mm-hmm. you read the most, and it was because I read literally every single Redwall book that year. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I remember doing those, the reading marathons, or whatever they mm-hmm. were called. Where and you I would... think it was by, like, page count, so as far as, like, a, yeah. a book to read at that age, Redwall, you know, they're, like, all, like, 300 pages or something, so mm-hmm. that was an easy win. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been uh, enjoying. Have you seen that new Twitter bot that just like posts the food descriptions from Redwall? Yes. Yeah, that's delightful. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did, was that one of the ones where you had to like. So, so my school obviously also did that like reading competition thing, right? Um, did you have to like get your parents to sign that you did in fact read those pages? I think so, probably. Yeah, because I remember that was implemented uh, in the second one of those that I, I had to do because you you could absolutely just lie about it on a on a like spreadsheet piece of paper they printed out for you. Um, so they, I think they cottoned on and, and realized that fifth graders were probably not reading 600 pages a, a weekend, you know? Mm, yeah, I, I think that was probably a component of that, although I may not have considered it just because i was you know doing it you know so i (laughs) I don't know no reason to lie yeah Mm -hmm. uh um i won an award around the same time fifth grade Mm -hmm. or so this would have been fourth or fifth grade for memorizing the uh paul revere poem oh do you still have it memorized Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Something, something British grenadiers. That's, that's all I got. That's Mm. as far as I, I, I I did it. I recited it all off the dome. I was spitting straight facts. um, And I, I, and uh, I was rewarded along with a few other students uh, with a pizza party. So sort of a proto Hamilton sort of situation. (laughs) I mean, it's honestly a little sinister because, like, that is a that is a garbage ass poem. Uh, no, no, I I would say, uh, out of all the poems that I've read, uh, in school, that was maybe the most just like, like it, it is just a, a re- there. There's no like nothing happens in it. It's just like a recitation of like the legend of Paul Revere, uh, about how 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 good how good the the Revolutionary War was. So it was sort of a weird like. Americana indoctrination thing, like, hey, can you recite this poem and we'll give you pizza? Like, I, 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 I it's a little, I'll, maybe not sinister because I'm sure it wasn't like intended, but it's definitely like a like, hmm, question mark, thinking, thinking emoji on that one, I guess. Did you have to memorize the preamble to the Constitution? Like the yeah, yes, I did that in uh, U.S. history in like seventh grade. I think we had to do that. Yeah, 
Yeah, we have that one. I think that was one of the first times that um, we were told to do that. And I remember it it wasn't even like you get an award for doing it. It was Mm. just like, this is the assignment. Please memorize the preamble. And then I'm going to put a piece of paper in front of you and you better write it down. And I I distinctly remember the teacher being very like telling us like it was a trick. Like, here's the trick. Make sure to get all of the like connecting words right because that's where they're going to get you if you say like the instead of of Mm. there are some weird ones in there so be Mm -hmm. careful and i think that was the first time in school where i was like school is stupid This is stupid. Hey, wait a minute. This is nothing. This is meaningless. I will say that I can say the preamble to this day, word for word. Hit hit me with it. Now now I'm nervous. Well, you made Uh, me do do Paul Revere. uh, We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and... Secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. See, Very good. What, See? what is that for? What is that yeah, doing what, for me? The, well, yeah, what, literally, what, do, what does that gain for well, us? Well, I mean, you may have noticed that I said it on a very weird, um, like... Lilting? Lilting, Perhaps? because I have mostly a song in my head, so I'm not even really, like, knowing mm. the words. It literally is just, it's just maybe like, the, like, School of Rock song. <laughs> it's like a chant. Uh-huh. School of yeah, Rock? Uh, is that I, what that's called? The cartoons? Yeah, the Schoolhouse Rock. School of, yes. School of, School of Rock, Rock is the Jack, is the Jack I was like, that's not right. It's the <laughs> Jack Black movie. Uh-huh. Is, is the educational song. Same thing. Movie. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, did you... Did you were you a like sitting for the Pledge of Allegiance kid in school? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Me oh, high fives. Yeah, five. I, yeah mm-hmm. I never did that shit. I uh, I, so my <laughs> whenever whenever I got like uh, uh, asked about it, mm-hmm. and like this is true, but it, it wasn't the reason why. But like I uh, you know I just said like, well, oh I'm I'm British, so. <laughs> So I, so like I I think that like maybe some of my and like no one questioned that they were just like oh okay yeah that's like a, that's a curveball yeah <laughs> but like just just like imagining that people thought that I was like a very serious like royalist or something like <laughs> I, I'm sure they didn't know what to think of that they were just like I, like the the air of it was like it was like I told them that like. Like I don't know that like it, it was it was like a character in uh, in Avatar saying like oh well I'm not, you know the Fire Nation <laughs> destroyed destroyed my homeland or something <laughs> but like no actually I uh, um even even at uh, you know in my obnoxious teenage years I was like this is stupid I don't want to oh, do this sorry I don't know it I'm British I don't know the words <laughs> I, I can't read <laughs> different language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh um I just uh, I wanted to, I wanted to know know uh you know how prestigious we were, you know, because we we might need a little bit of qualification to talk about this first news item um that happened literally as we like wrapped up recording last week. Mm-hmm. Uh which is JK Rowling returning her RFK Ripple of Hope award uh because uh they got mad at her for the stuff she said about trans people all the time constantly. Uh, yeah. I mean, cool. <laughs> My tab jumped like 10 tabs over to the left. I'm not sure how I managed that. Okay. 
Uh, J.K. Rowling said she's given back an award associated with the U.S. Kennedy family after being criticized for her views on gender and trans issues. The author was given the Ripple of Hope honor by the RFK Human Rights Organization last year, but earlier this month, its president, Carrie Kennedy, said views expressed by Rowling re recently diminished the identity of trans people, uh, and Rowling says Kennedy's implication that she is transphobic is incorrect. So here, here we are once again. The magical, wonderful, wizarding world of J.K. Rowling's weird, weird uh, transphobic behavior. Uh, this is a new one, I gotta say. Returning a human rights award <laughs> is quite a look. Yeah, yeah, that might might uh, prompt some some introspection. Um, I I would think. Yeah, it's like. So here's the thing. Uh, this is a. I don't I don't want to sound, uh, uh, you know, too mean, but like this is a fairly fluff award, you know, like like I'm I am not like I'm I'm certainly not like aghast on behalf of the uh, uh, the Kennedy family or the Ripple of Hope board members here. Yeah, I think you said it on the Twitter, but I, I agree with you that like maybe if you're giving it back because but but you would do it initially like if, if a human rights um award organization for instance said hey the shrieking shack podcast we want to give you a human rights award and we'd mm -hmm. be like yeah we deserve that definitely <laughs> but you're like not good enough for us like you need to you need to do human rights better right if you that if, makes sense yeah if 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 they're like a like you know if if a human rights organization had a like shitty stance on palestine right i wouldn't want that award i would return that for right. sure jk rowling being like i should be allowed to say that trans people are are fake monsters who will attack you in the bathroom hmm i'm gonna say hmm on that one interesting choice i i hate i hate to do the like interesting hill to die on thing but like it kind of is this kind of is a weird hill to die on it's been a weird hill to die on for her the whole time yeah uh, increasingly strange. Although I, there is another angle to this I have not really seen discussed much, mm. which is that um, she was only given this award in December of last year. Mm -hmm. So not even a year ago. And I got to say, if you're a human rights organization looking <laughs> for someone to give an award to, uh, I would say that in December of 2019, it would not really take that much digging to find out what J.K. Rowling's views on trans people were. Mm -hmm. And even if even if you weren't able to do that digging, it was literally a week after that ceremony that she tweeted out that her first big transphobic blow up, the dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like thing with uh, uh, the hashtag, the, you know, the Maya Forstater stuff. Literally only a week after she got that award. Uh, I, I would have figured that maybe they could have had that conversation around then, but I guess now is the time. That's a, I, 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 I'm a little bit like, hmm, at the, at the Ripple of Hope or organization at well, as well here. Yeah, I mean, I, they probably... Yeah, they probably suck. I don't. I don't know why I'm trying to talk around this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the, the 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 other award recipient last year, alongside uh, uh, J.K. Rowling, was Nancy Pelosi, right? Like, eh. <laughs> ew. Eh. They could have done better, I think. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, it is very strange. Very strange behavior. Even even for J.K. Rowling, I know that I know that like this is her like this is her crusade now. I still find it strange. I still find it odd that. Uh, she she would do something that just like 
looks this bad, right? Yeah. Here's the question, though. Mm-hmm. Was this a, was this really, I know how J.K. Rowling tried to spin it as like her kind of martyring herself for her cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but is this a, was this return of the award a, I'm going to quit before you can fire me maneuver? Yeah. So there was, there was a little bit of buzz about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was someone who apparently worked, you know, works for the, uh, for the organization who, tweeted like no the funniest part of this is that you know that that, you know she isn't returning it of her own accord we we rescinded the award and and i i saw that floating around but that tweet's deleted and they haven't really said anything to follow that up and i'm Mm -hmm. very curious because you know that that could be a like hey this is not true delete that or it could be a hey this is true but we're not saying anything delete it right so mm-hmm. I'm very curious which I I could see it going either way right I mean like both of the both ways around are incredibly petty moves um, yeah uh, I just <laughs> I don't know exactly which flavor of petty I uh, I, I um, can attribute to to J.K. Rowling more easily here I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should take Nancy Pelosi's away as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's baffling no matter which way you slice it, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like even even if I look at it, look at it from like the most cynical possible point of view, like from JK Rowling's point of view of like I am okay, I'm I'm, I'm closing my eyes. I'm imagining I'm JK Rowling. I'm a, I'm a billionaire. I live in a castle with three tree houses. My hedges are too tall. I would I would I would imagine that like the optics of of this of returning a human rights award over this even even if I believe this in my shitty heart of hearts that I am correct like it just that that is a that is a no go zone surely <laughs> if 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 she truly did re- return of her own accord right like that just seems so such a stupid move um um even considering like you know how how best to be transphobic online, right? Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't work. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So uh no no you know no updates on that. I'd be so curious to know what the um what you know how this shakes out, what the truth is, who who asked who to do what first. But <laughs> until then, we have some other juicy news to sink into, which is a little bit of a hint of what's going on with the Fantastic Beast 3 filming situation. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Depp, our 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 favorite guy who who mm. is, who who delivered such an incredible performance as the mumbly weird <laughs> guy in the last movie, he has filed for a request to delay his defamation trial. <laughs> Because it's it his, clashes. It's his try. Like he's doing it, right? <laughs> yes, I. Yes, yes. This is the one he filed against Amber Heard. The, the, isn't it against the Sun? Like a news, he, like a tabloid. Yes, I or I don't know if this is. I can't remember, or I don't know if they're separate because there was the one that he. There's one against the Sun, and I think one directly against her. Um, and I think this. Oh yes, this is a, a defamation lawsuit trial against ex-wife. Okay, so this is this is okay. A, this is uh, the the one directly 
for her. I, I, Did I the guess. one against the sun settle or something? Uh, I, I think it is. Would. I think it is ongoing. If I remember, okay. right. I've not seen any any like conclusion from that. Um, I also could just be wrong, and they could be the same thing. But it looks like they're two separate cases from mm-hmm. from what I'm reading here. Um. The filming was put on hold, uh, like many Hollywood shoots, says Deadline, uh, but as conditions in main filming site London have improved, production is set to pick back up again starting in October and possibly ending in February, which conflicts with the Depp Heard trial set to run from January 11th to the 28th of 2021. Um, I am fascinated by the idea that... so. I, I want to know, like, who who he talked to before making this request, slash, <laughs> did he talk to anyone before it? Because, mm. like, I feel like part of the whole reason that WB has been so gun-shy on, like, announcing a date for when they're restarting this thing is because they're waiting for this trial to shake out, right? So mm-hmm. pushing his trial out after he's filmed like this i i can't tell if this is like someone at wb was like yeah sure whatever we're filming it no matter what you know uh uh, try and get this thing delayed or if this is him if this is like brain genius johnny depp going like but what if what if they what if i i push it out of the way and they have to film this thing with me (laughs) like oh i'm free here i am turns out i'm free like i don't know i don't know i uh i'm very curious it's it's so hard to know whether WB pushing to restart filming is like coronavirus related. Yeah. Or if it has anything to do with any of this at all. Right, cuz the the Batman stuff um was also tied up in the coronavirus delays and we have a relatively more concrete uh idea of what the reshoots for that are going to look like. Um, like they're suit they're doing it on like soundstage now. They're like building sets for it rather than shooting on location. Um, whereas with Fantastic Beasts, we don't really have any details like that because as far as we know, that is still a like globe trotting movie, right? Like they film they film these things all over the place. We haven't heard yeah. any, we haven't heard any details about that. Um, the court papers do say. When the court set the current trial date in this case, Mr. Depp understood that Warner Bros. planned to shoot Fantastic Beast 3 in London long before January 11th. Uh, COVID-19 disrupted the studio's plans, causing repeated postponements. With conditions in London having improved, Warner Bros. has now shed a shooting schedule that conflicts with the trial end schedule. Okay, so Warner Bros. has actually set the shooting schedule. That is, that is like, in stone somewhere, I suppose. Oh, I'm so sad. I was hoping we wouldn't get this movie. I was I mean, holding out. I was holding on to a little spark of hope. That we wouldn't have to watch another Fantastic Beast film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, I, this is interesting forward momentum. Uh, like, WB has elected the way of pain from what it, from what it looks like here. But I would also say never say never because who knows whether this, uh, proposal gets approved who knows if anything else i mean like if they film the movie and then he immediately goes to the defamation trial and then loses you know that would be like what do they do then like i guess i guess keep plowing ahead but like it's 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 interesting seeing the like series of gambles they've got themselves in here 
Mm-hmm. Like, is this does this confirm that Eddie Redmayne has like said his piece and now is not going to take any more of a stand at all about J.K. Rowling? Yes. Does this? I mean, yeah. Surprise, surprise, right? But like, does this mean that they're just going ahead with um, Ezra Miller? To, like, it is. Like I said, ele- they have elected the way of pain, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But uh, uh, so, so when does that put the release? Are we talking twenty twenty one late? I would twenty twenty two. I would say like summer to Christmas twenty twenty one is when they would probably aim to get that out. Probably, maybe twenty twenty two. I doubt they would do twenty twenty two. I I'm remembering how questionable all of the marketing stuff was around crimes of grindelwald right that panel yeah. where ezra miller was you know dressed as a toad or whatever and said, we have we have yeah. to end the patriarchy and johnny depp was there and, and it gave was that just weird like, speech about like, oh. about truth and and yeah that's a that was a whole here's, thing here's johnny depp to give his in-character fascism speech yeah um it was kind of a weird look and i'm just imagining that but we're you know it's just it's like that times 100 yeah because well, i mean remember all of the amazing like like there was the second round of posters for that movie that like either had him with his back to the the viewer or like in a crowd of like a million people so you couldn't mm-hmm. quite make out that it was johnny depp like they very that was very calculated and like, are we just going to see an entire movie marketing cycle with that same strategy deployed again? Because, <laughs> like that that was weird because it um it was a sudden pivot, right? Like there was there was the first round of marketing that was like very dark blue. It had like the really extreme close ups of all the actors' faces and their costumes, and then like right before the movie came out, when the um, when this controversy first started, or like you know first really blew up or whatever. They, like, quickly replaced all that stuff with, like, the white background stuff with the crowd shots of, like, the ensemble cast with Johnny Depp. Like, it was very, very obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they start with that, it's going to be very, very funny. <laughs> like, just the, the, how how small can they possibly make the actors this time? Like, are they just going to make them, like, little like little Pikmin on the, on the poster? Like, I... Uh, <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald was so like offensive to me as a film and and felt <laughs> yeah. so extremely like tone deaf to the the world around us. Mm. I I can't fathom how I'm going to feel about movie 3 with where we are. Could you imagine world? if if Crimes of Grindelwald had come out like now? Cause the, cause like the message and like the climax of that movie. That's is what I mean. Huge. I was so mad yeah. at the time. It's, yeah, it's it's a heinous message, right? Like I was just thinking about the World War II tanks in the vision, mm-hmm. uh, the vision that he makes out of the out of the skull bong, and I'm just yeah. I have basically zero patience <laughs> or tolerance for for that sort of sort of stuff. <laughs> these days it was the, it was that and then also the the like the bizarre like uh the reason this is happening is because uh the 
you know, the, the, the cops are too mean to fascists, which that is such a, like that was dumb then, but like, God, cause, cause that, that was happening. I mean, that, that came out, if I remember, if I'm getting my dates correctly, like it was already pretty disgusting. Cause that came out like pretty much around the same time as the Heather Hayer stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like watching that movie now where the, like the premise is that like, Oh, uh, cops are bad, but it's because they're, uh, they're too anti-fascist is such a, like, circus level stupid, like, worldview. I am, I am fascinated by, like, where that series can go now. Like, like, just imagining where on earth you take that, that, uh, that worldview now, uh, as, as that stuff has directly escalated since then is, uh, Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I just I don't see myself being um, annoyed and bemused. I feel I can I see a vision of myself Anger. being very angry. Uh, yeah, not I mean, that we... I wasn't angry at Crimes of Grindelwald because <laughs> I was. Um, but but again, my patience is not not at its highest. Thinner and thinner as time goes on. Um, I mean, to be fair. Uh, we 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 did get real mad on that episode. We did get uh, mad, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I imagine that if if this if this uh, if this movie comes out and if it you know maintains that same bizarre ideology, uh, we're not going to get any less mad, you know. I guess I feel the same way about it. Where it's like I, I sort of do about Marvel movies, although to a much much <laughs> like higher degree, which is that like. I know it's a propaganda film, but it like mm-hmm. doesn't even have the gall to be good or like right. good to watch. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, it's propaganda, but like th- th- there, I have like this weird, I have a weird tolerance, right? Mm. Where I'm like, and like the, you know, I'm I'm not saying that like this is the the best or like healthiest way to view stuff, but it, this is my like, general philosophy with media consumption, where it's like. I ask for absolutely nothing from mainstream media, right? Like, I don't really care. And so I have, like, a big tolerance built up where I can at least, like, look at something from a distance and be like, haha, fun action movie, right? Sure. Like, like I'm just like, I, 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 I'll watch a James Bond movie. I don't give a shit. I, 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 it has completely the opposite worldview to me for the most part, but it's still, like, I can look at it and just be like, I mean, I'm engaging with the mainstream thing. If I want like real edification or whatever, I will go to creators who I know are more interesting and smarter and have better politics. Like, you know what I mean? Just yes. like I, 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 I'm able to, I'm able to like create that separation in my brain to a point, right? <laughs> and and Grindel, Crimes of Grindelwald was definitely something that like pushed that to a point button way too far for me. Where I was just like, this is just straight up stupid and dangerous and and irresponsible. Yes. Yes, I agree. And it's not good. And the characters are boring. <laughs> and I can only it hear like every fun. third word that Johnny Depp says. Like, I like the Dirty Harry movies. Mm. And those have fairly abhorrent politics if you pick them apart. But like, they're a good, they're good detective movies, you know? Sure. Uh, th- this is th- this doesn't even this doesn't even meet, reach that level, right? It's just like, just, just garbage all around. Like, like I can't I can't even engage with it on that like detached like. Well, it's it's fun at least level. It's uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, the first so, one was like almost Marvel movie range for me. Yeah. Um, but then the I, first one is like almost fun in in some spots too. Mm-hmm. But not even like particularly good at that. I don't think. <laughs> um, I, I will say that although I did not want to see any more of these movies, I do look forward to our um, our speculation episode upcoming where we. Ooh, I, and, I, and part yes. of me is like, do I have to watch Crimes of Grindelwald again to like remember what happens in it so that I can properly like speculate and remember the characters? Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'll skim it or something. You know, you know watch what? It at one point five speed. You know what I was thinking of recently? Hmm. And this is an this is an idea I want to run by you, but this is maybe something that we can get a feeler from from the audience if mm. it would be fun. Um, I was thinking it might be interesting to do like commentary tracks mm. for these things, like like watch the movies again together, but just like record a, a discussion over it. Sure. Um, those 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 can be fun, and I feel like that's maybe the only way I could get through crimes of grindelwald again you yeah know? yeah it might break my brain a little bit i'm not very i'm not a very good auditory processor so like i don't know if i could talk and listen to other people talk at the same time i think i mean i i'm thinking mainly it would be an excuse for us to like you know maybe have a couple of of orange beers mm. uh maybe maybe a couple of white claws mm-hmm. um and and watch the movie at a low volume and just talk about johnny depp going it, it, if, if, if you find find your what is it he fucking says <laughs> you, you be bad yeah you follow me and you will find your uh, yeah, your the, real family your real family yeah whatever he says, what when he he, says when he's talking like that mm-hmm. this is where you will find proof of your identity but it seems I think that might be the way to revisit that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna have a lot of questions. Like, will will Claudia Kim get to say more than three lines? <laughs> um, Does she say more than one line? Uh, I might be thinking of the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah. There's a scene where he steals her bread. Yeah, it was like, deleted though. They they yeah. do like deal uh, the Aladdin back alley eating like sharing a crust of bread. Um, yeah scene um yeah. will hitler appear like will they hire an actor to oh, be hitler in the film ooh, to appear ooh. on screen oh who would it be would it be like i'm picturing like like michael fassbender sure that's that that's that's like my like normal pick mm. but i'm also imagining like what if they do like some insane like stunt casting <laughs> and it's like finally jk rowling <laughs> gets like the front man of Muse in a movie because he wasn't available for for you know Goblet of Fire or whatever. When was she it wanted Franz him. Ferdinand that she wanted? It was it was Muse first, then Franz Ferdinand. Okay, and then they ended up with like the the like pulp crossover band. Yeah, I, I have a I have a vision, and I don't want to do. It's so hard because I like want to do our speculation episode right now, right here. Uh, but <laughs> we I, need a trailer at least before we can do that. <laughs> I right? know, but here's here's my one that I'm I'm giving myself uh, as mm-hmm. a treat today. Um, I think that there's going to be like a parallel scene to the scene that in from the Harry Potter books where the like. Um, where Fudge talks to the British Prime Minister, except it's mm-hmm. going to be Grindelwald talking to Hitler. Ooh, I can I can see that so vividly. Right? Oh my god, this movie's going to be so awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the opening scene. Oh god, and it's going to be because like it's still set in like the 30s, so it's going to be like Weimar Germany. And it's like yep. oh this 
Wow, I'm I'm me- I'm meeting with a young a young <laughs> politician, an art student. I hear I hear his paintings are wonderful, and then and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Hitler!" This movie's gonna be absolutely dire. <laughs> Let's hope that Steve <laughs> Cloves had a big red pen. <laughs> on, on, on this uh, on yeah. this screenplay. Ooh, yeah, I for oh, I, that's actually you know what that is a that's a big factor in this. Yeah, that I had I'd forgotten about that. It's it's Steve Close is back. I wonder how much influence and power he has. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it'll be one of those things where we can see the power struggle on the screen, right? Like what mm-hmm. what's what got in? What was J.K. Rowling willing to fight for, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. My, I think my, without any trailer or, like, story details yet, mm-hmm. I think my prediction is actually a carryover from a prediction I had in, in the second one, mm-hmm. which was that I'm still, I'm still, like, 1,000 million percent sure that they are going to, like, get their representation bucks in somehow mm. but it's gonna be that um queenie and the evil french lady are gonna have like bisexual tension all right i mean like not complaining okay. but i mean but okay. i mean like that is that is my like that is just like that is the go-to thing right for for film and tv i'm like they're gonna have the hot evil bisexuals in there and i'm like okay that's that's my guess See, I was wondering if they would give Dumbledore uh, like a random boyfriend, just like literally just reacting to people being mad. Hmm. So the movie opens, and we have uh, we have Grindelwald meeting meeting this mysterious art student in a in a beer hall somewhere. And if and if you haven't already walked out of the movie at that point, <laughs> there is a scene where it's like Dumbledore is like sitting in bed. And he's talking to someone about like, oh, I just had the most most ominous dream mm. about Grindelwald. Yeah, and then like behind him, like his boyfriend, like like you know, leans into frame, and it's like a big aha moment or something. And it's another stunt. It's it's the other guy from France Ferdinand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's the way. Ugh. Ooh, we're. We're we're making we're, this movie for them. We're, we're doing getting our... into some dark dark magic here. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's let's avoid these these dark energies and uh, get into our chapter for this week. What do you say? Uh, yeah, because that's such a springboard for me, and I'm having I could talk about that for an hour. I feel like we could spin quite a yarn. So so let's not let's not do that unless um, you want to. I mean, no, let's not do that now we will record a predictions episode at some point for sure absolutely for now <laughs> we we read chapter 16 godric's hollow yes um harry and hermione are really upset about ron being gone he died um he died uh they they kind of dragged their feet at the campsite like hoping he'll appear again um but he's dead so he doesn't <laughs> uh and so they you know teleport away uh and and Hermione is shattered by this and Harry ha- Harry has to has to man up and put up the enchantments and on and on and we get kind of the impression that time passes um they you know they spend a few weeks not wanting to stay in one place for too long they're teleporting all around the countryside um Harry is spending some time some of his alone time worrying about uh, about Ginny in the castle 
I'm wondering what Ron is up to, if he's, you know, at the at home or if he's going to go back to Hogwarts. And he kind of looks at the Marauder's map and is like, Ron doesn't come back at Hogwarts. Um, they also spend some of their time uh, where they don't have anywhere to go um, questioning uh, Phineas, the the old headmaster portrait that they have. Um, and they and they get the impression that like Ginny, Neville and Luna have have tried to reform Dumbledore's army, um, probably. And as, as a like reaction to that Snape has has reinstated a lot of the like educational decrees that Umbridge had in place um Hermione is spending her time reading uh the tales of Beetle the Bard a lot uh and Harry kind of observes that um you know she's she's read it many many times she's poring over it she's studying it it's a it's a kid's book so she you know read it quick quickly um and and it's been a long time. They they don't have anything to do. Harry's doing a lot of brooding and being like, I don't know where to go. Maybe Ron's right. I suck. Um, and and so finally he's like, Hermione, I want to go to Godric's Hollow. Um, but she's not really listening. And she's like, Hey, what's this symbol in the book? And Harry looks at it and, she, and Harry's like, I know that symbol. We saw symbol at the wedding. <laughs> Crumb told me symbol is Grindelwald's symbol. And Hermione's like, Yeah. Why is it in here? Also, it's Grindelwald's symbol, but nobody knows about it. Um, Hermione does agree that they should go to Godric's Hollow once they get around to actually talking about it. Um, and she's like, yeah, obviously we should. We need to find Sword. Uh, and Dumbledore would obviously think that you're going to make the connection that Godric's Hollow would be maybe where he hid Godric Gryffindor's sword. And Harry's like, no, I did not. I did not make that connection. I just wanted to go to my parents, my parents' graves. Uh, but luckily, their their aims are are the same. Uh, and the other thing that they they kind of realize is that Bethilda Bagshot lives there, and she wrote history, the history of magic textbook, and also knew Dumbledore. So maybe she has the sword. Um, so they kind of they kind of wait. They hang on, they wait like another week or something to figure out a plan. Harry wants to go right away, but Hermione's like, no, we have to, we have to get disguised. They, they do, they get some polyjuice potion and they disguise themselves as some muggles from a nearby village and they finally go to Godric's Hollow. And when they get there, it's winter time. Um, as they're kind of going through the town, we see, we see some stuff. There's like a war memorial that when you get close to it, turns into a statue of James Lily and baby Harry. Um, Hermione realizes it's Christmas Eve because everyone is at, at the church. Um, they go to the graveyard that's next to the church and they look around for Harry's parents' graves. They do see the Dumbledore family, Kendra and Ariana Dumbledore. Um, and Harry feels uh, betrayed by Dumbledore uh, a bit. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about his emotions uh, when we get into it. Uh, they do find Harry's parents' graves. Uh, he gets upset. He's sad. Um, the, there's some Bible verses on the tombstones. There's one that uh, says the, the last enemy that should be destroyed is death. Um, and Hermione's like, no, no. Like, cause Harry gets mad. He's like, that's what Death Eaters think. And she's like, no, this is different. This is the good, the good, the good way. Um, Hermione makes some a bouquet of flowers for Harry to leave on the graveyard and they leave. The, they leave. That's the end of the chapter. Ron died. Ron's dead. Ron's dead. Ron's dead. He's gone forever. This, oh. this so this is a really interesting chapter for me because <laughs> I feel like I have a like, even more so than usual, maybe like a laundry list of like complaints about it. Yeah. But I also think that I enjoyed it more than a lot of chapters for a while. 
Yeah, I think this is probably one of the better ones in the book so far. I still think Ron was dead in the drafts. Ron, yes. So, like, the the, the thing I appreciate about this chapter and the thing that carries it is that I, I think that, like, regardless of how silly the details are, um or or like implausible the like heightened nature of the drama is i do appreciate that there is some character drama in this chapter so like i'm like okay yeah i'm here for it i'm here i'm here i'm here for some character drama and interaction but this this way that they are behaving about ron stomping off on them is very funny to me uh because like yeah falling out with a friend sucks but this reads more like his his head exploded in front of them (laughs) it is very much written as if it were like they are grieving and i'm not saying you can't grieve a friendship having a fallout Mm -hmm. but like he's probably he's probably just chilling at home he went yeah i don't know i like i think he's probably fine yeah, it, it, yeah, it's the part, it's the weird part where, like, Harry keeps on, like, thinking about where he is or what he's doing and, like, checking the map for him mm-hmm. and, like, thinking about how, how like, how he must be chilling or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, I, I if I was pissed off at someone, I would, I would go do something else, right? Like, it's, it's not, um, it's not, it, it's weird because it's not the first time that any of these characters have had a falling out with each other, right? No, they do this every book. They more yeah, more or less they do this every book. And so they the um the way I mean, you know, it's it's a slightly different situation. It's a little more the stakes are a bit higher, but at the same time it is it is simultaneously odd to me how um like how like like you said like like they are they are grieving. They are mourning Ron here. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it is odd that Harry is so focused on, like, the Ron angle of it. And, like, because, like, before Ron stormed off, he was, like, he confirmed what Harry's fear was. But, like, yeah, me and Hermione have been talking behind your back because we don't we don't think you know what you're doing. But, like, Harry has, like, no follow-up questions for Hermione about that. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, Hermione, you know, must pay the price or whatever. But it's, like, it's it's weird that, like, the the one drama has sort of been traded for a completely different one, right? When, when I mm-hmm. feel like they're kind of, they should be intertwined, right? Like, you know, Harry Harry measuring, like, you know, do I, do I press this issue and maybe lose, you know, have two friends fall out on me? Or do I, like, swallow my pride and deal with it? But he doesn't even really think about that. It's just like, oh, my God, Ron died. <laughs> No, because because it's written like like that would be an insane thing for him to say if Ron had died, right? Like yeah. if Ron was dead in this case, and Harry was like, "Oh, so were you talking me t- about me behind my my back?" That's like <laughs> a little out of pocket, <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. I mean, maybe he would say that in like a, a like under the influence of the Horcrux or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't really match. But 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 I just get this impression through this whole chapter that the emotional weight of this falling out just doesn't match what like events occurred. Yeah, yeah, like at like you know it's it it it's it sting for sure, but like it's the like the constant weeping, the crying, the like not talking for several days apparently, and like uh uh the, the, the I mean the one that really sticks out is like. Harry avoiding saying Ron's name to Hermione. 
and like seeing her well up because she knows that he was dodging saying that it was like that they really... didn't even break up i don't think <laughs> I, right? well, ron did ron did say like oh you've chosen him or whatever on his way out so yeah, maybe, maybe they maybe should go she... to the borough and ask him what he meant by that <laughs> see yes that is the, that is the part of this that makes it like that just like hangs over this whole segment of the chapter and makes it really really funny is that like they can teleport wherever they want to yes they could i mean like there are probably like you know two or three places where he'd go and harry has the map and so hogwarts is off because he you know he can see that ron isn't there so like the borough would be a pretty good guess probably (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it is um it's 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 just a total mismatch right and like i said i appreciate the drama like it is it is at least like in the moment in the chapter it is like you know it tugs at the heartstrings but like the minute you start thinking about like what the actual situation is compared to like last chapter it's like hang on wait a minute ron ron's fine he's just a dick right like he didn't die yeah so where in the original do you think that he died was it in the ministry Ooh. Yeah, that's got it's got to be that weird chase out of the ministry where his lines all are are all like goofs, right? Like <laughs> like maybe, you know, the the orrs surround surround him while he's still the other guy and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not so and so. I'm the other guy." And then they go and pump him full of holes. Like the Godfather too. Was Ron supposed to die? I feel like I read that somewhere. I f- oh, you know what? You're Cora, right. Hello. Yeah, I vaguely remember uh, this, Ron. Good, J.K. Rowling. So, say Ron would die. Funnily enough, I planned from the start that none of them would die. Then midway through, which I think is a reflection of the fact that I wasn't in a very happy place, I started thinking I might polish one of them off out of sheer spite. It's <laughs> a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She said that she revealed that she seriously considered killing Ron Weasley out of sheer spite. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, she told the actor Daniel Radcliffe, who plays Harry Potter in the films, uh, she was convinced one of the main three had to buy it. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> oh, this is from that. Um, uh, this is from that interview she did with Daniel Radcliffe post the last movie, which we haven't watched all of, um, but but we've we've seen a couple clips from that. That's mm. interesting. But so yeah, so yeah, th- I, th- I this is a this is not an unfounded conspiracy theory. Now I think he was supposed to die before the camping happened. I mean, that would be sort of a I'm trying to decide if I would like that be shocking you know i I mean like characters have died in harry potter a lot Mm -hmm. but no like named character has had has died like in the opening action scene of a of a book other than moody in this one (laughs) yeah it's um maybe he was supposed to die in the um in the uh 12 7 potters or however many there are Mm, uh, see i think it's i think it's supposed to be the ministry i think i think your first call is right because here here's specifically why um i think that 
the the like the the having the ghoul with fake spatter groit in the attic would be like a really interesting and like ironic thing hanging over the story after he died mm-hmm. and like so like i think we need to see the wedding i think we need to see uh uh the beginning of the you know escape um but then we uh then we lose him in the ministry chase so one we do get an actual consequence for harry's like rambo move in the, in the ministry mm-hmm. and then also we have this like lingering like but the death eaters think ron is still alive because there's the ghoul in the attic thing and then he that's very tragic that's a yeah. very tragic idea yeah i think i think i think i think between between us here i think we have the i think we have the uh the gist of it i think i think that's the way it, it would have gone down it, you know just just with the pieces that we have right that's that's the way best way i can extrapolate it the way it's written i just keep expecting it to be setting up a love triangle which is another way you could go and honestly would probably make it worth it again i can't believe this is something <laughs> that i want but i'm yeah. like okay well this clears the way for for harry and hermione to build their relationship yeah well, the weirder part, too, is that Ron behaves like it is a love triangle, but Harry and Hermione are apparently, like, completely oblivious to it. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, Ron, Ron says, like, oh, you choose him on the way out. And I was like, well, I wasn't aware that there was a conflict here. There right. is, in the movie, they do turn it into a weird jealousy thing. Uh, like, more explicitly. Do you remember the, the like, Yeah, weird... Steve Close probably didn't know what to do with this. <laughs> there's, like, this CGI... It's so weird. There's, like, CGI nude Daniel Radcliffe and, and Emma Watson kissing in Ron's brain at one point in the movie. I forgot about that. I was remembering the dancing scene, which is honestly, like, probably one of my favorite, like, movie invention scenes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite good. Yeah. Because as it exists in the book, I'm like, why are Harry and Hermione friends at this point? Th- yeah, that they their relationship. I I think it at least builds to, like I think the way this chapter ends, at least like builds towards something sort of interesting. But like this part where they're like grieving Ron leaving and like not talking to each other and like kind of having mostly just a very cold back and forth about it i just i don't know i don't buy that these characters are like lifelong friends at this point mm-hmm. it's uh it's it's very weird there's um there's one specific part too with like the wrong like where is ron i bet he's a hogwarts thing that i find very funny mm. which is that like on top of just like wishing i the story was at hogwarts and i was reading about hogwarts while reading this chapter um there is a part where it really feels like I, I I was thinking hard about this because I was like, part of me was like, oh, well, maybe this is intentional. Maybe this is just supposed to like illustrate Harry's like irrational anger with Ron at this point. Mm-hmm. But like within one paragraph, it goes from Harry going like, oh, I bet stupid Ron is it like plush, <laughs> plush Hogwarts to uh like watching for Ginny on the marauders map and hoping that she was okay at the evil at the evil horrible snape school and it's like we the again like the the mismatch in like stakes between what he thinks Ginny is going through and what he thinks ron is going through really clashes with the tone because if he thinks ron is just like chilling why are they 
why are they acting like he's dead and gone and buried? Like it's, it's, it's weird that he, he behaves this way, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's specifically in that paragraph starts by being, by observing. And he's like, I think Ron will go back to the school and he'll be protected by his pureblood status, which is just like patently untrue, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Weasleys are targets. Yeah. Yeah. He know- they had, they had the secret police at their door. He saw the file that they had on Arthur. Right. But then to immediately, in literally the same paragraph, be like, oh no, Ginny is in danger at Hogwarts. But she would also, if if he's right and Ron is protected by his blood status, she would be too. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. It's just like, I wish I, I wish I had a better understanding of what the the stakes were and what the world was like for the characters outside of this like camping adventure right now. Um, cause it's, it's just like, it keeps on hinting at a much more interesting world and story that we're not seeing. It should have been at Hogwarts. It should have been a Hogwarts. It really should have been a Hogwarts. What do you, uh, what do you make of, um, the Phineas stuff that's kind of in the middle here? Um, it's, it's hard because I just said that I wanted to be at Hogwarts, but also I don't really care what's happening at Hogwarts. It feels like it wants <laughs> me to believe in these like huge stakes of of war. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Neville, Luna, and Ginny are starting Dumbledore's army up again. What does that do? <laughs> I'm not well, trying to disparage like youth movements or anything, but I just it, it I can't get a cohesive idea of what what the stakes are. No, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, like it is I, this is the, this is uh, one of the, like, you know, I, I said that I have, like, complaints and enjoyed this chapter. I think this is, like, maybe, like, the strongest, like, crossover between those things. Because, like, I am so frustrated that we're not at Hogwarts or seeing, like, a more interesting picture of, like, the war, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is something really delightful to me about, like, Harry and Hermione just being super oblivious about Phineas <laughs> in this scene. And like, like, the, like this description of him, like constantly asking where they were, like where they are and how much he likes Snape. And like, similar to last chapter, I feel like it's a really cute detail that like, obviously Snape is sort of like working in the background as best he can as like the big, you know, the triple agent spy master guy uh, to like get the real sword to Harry somehow. <laughs> And so, like, every time, every time it's like, oh, we can't let Phineas know where we are. And he gets mad if we, you know, if we shove him back in the, in the, in the bag or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, he's trying to help you guys. Like, Snape, Snape's the good guy. He, he also Ginny... keeps coming back. Yeah, to right. To talk yeah. to them. Yeah, he keeps on coming back. It's just that, like, they can't, you know, nobody can say what they're up to. It's like the world's most bumbling spy novel where like <laughs> everyone is supposed to be meeting at the secret rendezvous, but nobody knows what they're supposed to do. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, it's like Snape sent Ginny to the, to, to like chill with Hagrid. Uh, he's trying to figure out where they are so they can, so he can send them the sword. Like, like I like this, I like this, uh, uh, Slytherin, like, uh, good guys tag team that we have going on here it's cute yeah i just i want to like i want to like it more it's just the stuff the hogwarts stuff is just washing over me in a weird way it's it's to me it's just like every time the hogwarts stuff comes up in detail i'm like show me that don't tell me that show me that i'm like I, you know i hate i hate to just do the basic like show don't tell 
criticism thing, but it's like it is describing such a like more potent idea for a fun story. I want to go to Evil Hogwarts, right? Like I want to see what what it's like for Snape to be the triple agent headmaster. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so much more interesting than camping and like crying and and Ron being annoying and and oh oh also them um suddenly deciding in this chapter that actually they can take the horcrux off uh Uh, not only can they just take the horcrux off because they were like oh maybe we shouldn't be wearing the bad vibes machine for this conversation (laughs) they also are just like oh we can go to the grocery store (sighs) this the stakes the stakes change every page in this book i swear to god like (laughs) they Nothing, nothing can stay concrete. It's like, yeah, they can go to the grocery store. They can, they can have a normal conversation. This literally both of these things would have prevented. And like, again, there's a way to do that where it like creates drama similar to like, you know, if, if Harry was like, you know, weighing whether or not to like press the issue with Hermione about what they were talking about with Ron, but like, to just ignore that, like, like the fact that they're not going like, well, this, this, you know, Ron blew a gasket because we were being way too cautious. Let's, let's go get McDonald's or something so we don't go insane. Like, mm-hmm. that would be something that would be interesting to see them sort of like work through that in response to Ron leaving. But that's mm-hmm. kind of not what happens. It's just like arbitrarily they've gone like, okay, we can do this now. And it's like why what 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 about the situation convinced you of that i think that weeks is a long time to do nothing yeah mhm they they would be going stir crazy that's for sure i think weeks of mourning ron like he died is a long <laughs> time it is so incongruous with like what what their behavior is like what happened is 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 just it's nonsense mm-hmm. and and they just like decide like oh i can i i, I we can we can we can loosen things up now it's like well yeah you could have done that at any point and like again that's not a bad thing but like i would like for them to acknowledge that i would like for them to go like damn maybe rom was right we could have just gone to get a bacon sandwich or something because <laughs> there were dementors last time but i guess that's not a problem anymore they teleport. They could teleport someone to a different store. Are you telling me that all of the villages and all of the grocery stores have dementors? <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand the like artificial obs. I mean, like obviously every obstacle you set up for your characters are artificial, but I just don't buy these ones. Yeah. It was a mistake to take these characters out of Hogwarts. I am so sure of that in this yeah, moment. Actually, I think that's an, an extremely good point. Like, these like, it is always interesting to see a character outside of their usual element, right? Mm-hmm. But it is not interesting to, if, if, if you taking them out of their natural element results in a story where they sit around for literal weeks doing nothing, it's like it's like they're sims that have been like left in the pool with the ladder deleted or something. They're like they have literally no idea what to do. They can't think of anything new. The author sure seems like she has no idea of like what else to give them. It's a it's a mess, right? Like just 
at that point, I would scrap the whole thing and go like, you know what? Fuck it. Just go, evil Hogwarts. We're back at Hogwarts. Sure, why not? I, I people people really like the world of Harry Potter, and I think that they like to like speculate about it and how yeah. that world would work. Mm-hmm. Um, the answer is not good. Like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense when you take the characters out of these like pre-constructed set pieces for them to exist in. Mm-hmm. I, Harry Potter can't be open world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like that. And yet, one day we'll see the video game. I, I just I, I just keep asking questions that I don't think Harry Potter wants to ask about itself. Yeah. Um, like, where do wizards source their food? Mm-hmm. Which, like, sounds stupid, but at this point where the characters are like, oh, we should go to a grocery store. Yeah, we're, it's forcing us to add. Like, it, it, it's the classic world building thing of, like, I I don't mind and even like it when I, like, you know, am presented with a story that, like, doesn't make total logical sense, right? Like, it does, the story doesn't have to. You know, the the themes and characters and whatnot, those are always more interesting to me. But what is weird is when a story is going out of its way to like change up the setting and change up the, the the story and whatnot. But like, instead of like providing interesting answers or even interesting questions, right. Uh, it is just, it, we, we are stuck with the most basic shit of like, wait a minute, where do they get their food? Wait a minute. How many Dementors are there? Wait a minute. They can teleport. Wait a minute. It's just like, it's not, these aren't fun questions to ask. These are like fundamental building blocks of the story that we are happy to take for granted in Hogwarts, right? Like, I mean, like the, the, the house elf stuff was honestly a really good example of this too, where it's like, I did not need to know that there were slaves at Hogwarts, right? Like the food. Yeah, because the food just appeared on the tables and the, and it's, that's like fun and doesn't, and I would say that if someone like read that, it was like, but where are they getting the, f-? like, I would just be like, that's annoying. Like it's, it's just like, a, it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's a fantasy, like sugar bowl type world, right? It's the mushroom kingdom. You don't ask <laughs> about the mushroom kingdom when you're playing like Mario RPG. <laughs> it, do, it doesn't matter. What's the line but, of succession for the toadstool empire? Right. It it sort of stays in that realm and now all of a sudden we're outside of it and Harry and Hermione are going to a grocery store and I'm and and I and I end up with this question like do wizards do agriculture? Do the house elves have to do their agriculture or do they steal all of their food from muggles? <laughs> I I Yeah, it's it's it it raises questions that like instead of enhancing the story or enriching it, they just like point out all the holes that the story has if you take it out of that very specific context right mm-hmm. like yeah i i uh i i think it is a disaster from that perspective just like uh you know i i i, I don't need to know i i never needed these questions answered before now and I feel silly for asking them somewhat because, like, I, again, these are questions that I usually just do not care about in stories like this. But, like, when the story centers these questions, I mean, like, the characters themselves had a conversation about, like, uh, you know, where do we get the food? Oh, don't you know, stupid, this law that was just invented for this book means that we can't summon food or whatever. I'm like, well, great, cool. Like, this is just raising even more questions that annoy me. Uh, it's not, it's not 
like it's not delightfully obscure it's just like obnoxious i i also uh, this book i mean it's it's ring theory right so it's making me think about sorcerer's stone a lot actually Mm -hmm. and it makes me think of the stuff from the beginning where hagrid is like it's all a big joke that he doesn't know how money works oh right yeah but i'm just like that as from what i can tell Wizards pretty much live at least partially in the Muggle world yeah. at all times. Yeah, the, the the like the way that um we learn from from the history of magic section of this chapter, which is also we'll, we'll get right to it in a second, but like very funny in its own right. Um, but like oh, there's only a there's only Hogsmeade as far as like actual wizard only villages go. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are like shadow organizations in other villages, like Ottery Saint Catchpole and uh, uh, Godric's Hollow and stuff. And it's like, okay, well, in that case, why do wizards not know anything about Muggles? And like, I hate again, I hate to ask that question because like it destroys the like fun part of the story, which is that like, oh, isn't it delightful that Arthur Weasley doesn't know what a rubber duck is? But like. It is it is forcing me to ask those questions because it's putting that shit in my face, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it is, you know. It I I would say like previously it would just be kind of like fun to joke about like so where do the wizards live? But now it's like the book is telling me well the wizards all live in Muggle towns, so in that case, doesn't the entire conceit of the first six books and how Muggles are treated just completely fall apart? Like it, yeah, it is it is it gives me a headache thinking about honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um how about how about the symbol? How about Grindelwald's symbol she that found nobody the knows symbol about? In it in 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 wait, which book was it in? She was reading two books. The Tales of Beetle the Bard. Tales of Beetle the Bard has the symbol. She thought it was an eye. Which is very funny given It's an the, easy uh, mistake to make. Easy mistake to make, and especially funny given that J- we know straight from J.K. Rowling that she got the idea from watching uh, a movie with an Illuminati symbol in it. <laughs> so I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of people pointing at that and, and freaking out. But um but yeah, it is The clues aren't about anything. Right. Yeah. Dumbledore left them with like a really bad ARG mm-hmm. <laughs> to to solve. It's not, they're nothing you can actually go on, right? Like, like it's just, it is just the symbol. If Harry hadn't seen Crumb at the wedding, it would have been just as, you know, it would have been just as lost on him as it is on Hermione in this moment. Yeah, the clues aren't leading them anywhere, right? Like, it's not leading them the right direction or the wrong direction. It is just a, like, snippet of information that exists outside of what they're doing which is nothing yeah it's like i'm i'm very curious to get to uh later in this book where dumble i mean we get the like purgatory scene with dumbledore right Mm -hmm. um where he like kind of outlines what his whole plan was and like uh uh uh, asks harry for forgiveness for making him uh, a robocop basically um but the this is so frustrating, I think, because the potential and this goes back to like something I'm always talking about with like how I empathize with the fans who are like desperate for a twist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think that this is maybe 
one of the most like catastrophic examples of like how this book sort of like f- like failed to like conclude this whole thing in a satisfying way uh imagine if the clues dumbledore had left spanned all the way back to like book one right like that'd Mm. be fucking cool right yeah but that's not really the case i mean there's objects that span back to book i mean like you know obviously the um the diary is a horcrux and that was in book two and we saw i think that's the coolest one yeah and it's and i think horcruxes are kind of lame Mm-hmm. as presented but at least that one is is one that i recognize is like yeah hey she went back and like explained what the deal with the diary was yeah yeah that's kind of cool that that's something at least compared to the rest and then like, like the sword you know is is from book two uh um and like th- those are sort of what i'm talking about but like at the same time it's not those aren't those aren't puzzle pieces falling into place right like mm-hmm. those are just hey uh here's a little bit more background on this object and i and i so desperately wish that like dumbledore's gifts and like uh 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 last you know last final plan was something that like we could deduce along with harry but it's really not possible um it's it's for someone who is so good at writing like in like mystery novels uh like the clues for this stuff are like really woefully planted i think yeah it's it's i can kind of see the progression where it's like the first few books were like pretty good mysteries for kids and they had yeah. like fun clues and i think like peaked at um at prisoner of azkaban where there was stuff in there that was like you looked back and was like oh i see this in a new way once i know what the answer is mm-hmm. uh, and then book four the clues started like reversing themselves with the actual events of the story <laughs> like the event would happen and then a clue was revealed and then by yeah. the time we get to seven it's just all thrown in the garbage can and every clue is literally just leading us to lore that we don't know and are just going to be told. It's like it's like a teaser for exposition we don't have yet. <laughs> it's like marketing materials for her own book. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I'm thinking about the other one that's like closest and it's the snitch, right? Because it's the snitch from the first Harry Potter. Uh, where he he caught it by by swallowing it, right? Mm-hmm. But like all of that lore about um, sk- what skin mem flesh memory, flesh memory, flesh memory, delightful term. Um, that was not even hinted at in the slightest until like four chapters ago in this book. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's it it's it's not an aha moment. Um, it's just like an again an old object that we remember that has new stuff being added to it, and it's like that that one in particular feels like really easy, really easily transplanted into something that like could have been really cool if we had like I don't know what if we heard about flesh memories at the World Cup, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, that that could even be disguised as just some like harry nerding out with ron about quidditch thing uh like it's like oh why who what's that guy doing with the snitch after this the game and ron goes like 
don't you know, mate, it's got a bloody flash memory in it. And you gotta you gotta see who really caught it. But that doesn't really happen. We just learn about them now. And so like I'm just it, it's so distressing seeing Hermione find like the Deathly Hallows thing here. And I'm like, damn, I wish we would have had like Beetle the Bard or the Deathly Hallows symbol like in any book before this one, right? Because that would make this scene interesting to a degree, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm so torn over it because it's like, on the one hand, you can't go back in time. You know, it's like the other no. books are written. Yeah. You can't go back because you want to do thing, um, and like put it in there. Yeah. I guess you can release a new edition of the book if you if you so <laughs> if you so desire. Um, but there's no going back in time. However, I do think you could probably just write a mystery yeah, uh, as its own book and have it work and have the clues and the the mystery itself work on its own like merits in yeah. that book. And this didn't even re- really try to do that. No. I don't think. And I think also it's just like I'm 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 judging it as like a whole series here and how the whole, all the clues tie together in the seventh book related to the rest of the series. Cause like, like I really feel like this mythology that JK Rowling constructed about how she planned everything out in advance is just so like it feels self evidently false at this point. Right. Like this book is so out of left field to me. Yeah. 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 There's, there's nothing that feels planned or like meticulously uh, uh, laid out in this book to me no no it's, it's all exposition though it's all lore and i just don't <laughs> i just don't think it holds water right yeah it it, it 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 there is absolutely zero wrong with uh not planning your series out in advance and just kind of going with the flow and writing each book as it comes that's fine um but like those books have got to stand on their own mm-hmm. and this one does not uh in the slightest what do you make of the daily prophet being fake news now controlled by the government and the quibbler being the real news <laughs> yeah huh um that is that is a weird one just because like the daily prophet has already been both of those things <laughs> like in in the books previous so it's a it's a real it's a real late uh a, a late a late game changer i'll say i have a really hard time not thinking when i read this about how primed culture was for our current situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like everyone read the end of watchmen but didn't quite get it Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and and he, now here we are. Yeah, it is. It is like I think it is especially grim coming from J.K. Rowling, just because like you know I like personally I do think that like the New York Times and the Washington Post are like kind of a big crock of shit a lot of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But like for different reasons, you know, uh, than like people who I would say were our stand-ins for like quibbler readers in real life. Um, but, like, the reason J.K. Rowling doesn't like them is because they're mean to her. Like, like, the, their, her, her grievance, uh, with, with newspapers 
seems to be that they like misreported the number of uh, rooms her house has, right? I, I guess the weird thing and, about like, that to me, though, is particular because the all the newspaper stuff and the Rita Skeeter stuff has always felt very much about her when it's come up in the book because it yeah. feels like I mean because it's written from the perspective of teens and it almost feels like why like the team like what what stake do the teens have in in this situation <laughs> yeah. um other than i guess harry being featured in them and like him dealing with his like fame and stuff and i and i do think that the tabloids were bad and abusive to jk rowling oh yeah it was hor- horrible right i mean mm-hmm. they're they're terrible um yeah, UK tabloids are on another planet. Really not good. So to have this thing happen in the book where it's like actually the more the more um real news is actually bad, but it's the Daily Mail that is publishing the real story is kind of a bizarre trajectory, I think, for it's, this it's story. It's even weird because it's it's I, I wouldn't I would say the quibbler is even like because like the the Daily Mail sucks, but it's just like it's like a it's like a I would I would equiv- equivocate it with like the the New York Daily News right or something like that where it's like it's a it's a shitty right wing paper but it is a newspaper right like the Quibbler just seems like it you know it's, Weekly World News or something like it's it's the Bat Boy uh, yeah it's, like it's Bat the, Boy it's lives. the National Enquirer yeah. yeah. And so, like, that is, that is truly insane stuff, right? And, like, so that is a, that is an even weirder leap, I think, is, is for, you know, because, because, like, that, that's the level of tabloid that would be really be like, J.K. Rowling had a meeting with Satan in her house today. Uh, the onlooker said that they cracked open a baby and drank it like a Capri Sun. And, like, the, like <laughs> so for her to, for her to be like, Damn, you know where the real news is coming from? The quibbler. That is, uh, huh. That's a weird one. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I think it could work purely from a, like, almost spy story perspective, and but it wouldn't have anything to do with the quibbler. It, like, I, I feel like it makes us want to think the quibbler is good, and as an extension of that, Luna and her dad are, like, they're quirky, but they're on the side of the good guys. I think it would work better if it if the newspaper was being used as a tool to, like, pass on secret resistance messages or something, because yeah. nobody reads it seriously, and so yeah, if they if were, were, like, if hiding were like... stuff in there... Yeah, if, if if like if like I don't know, Dean was taking out uh like personal ads that were like coded messages in like the Quibbler, that'd be interesting, right? Uh the the like Yeah, I I, I don't know what to make of it. And I think it, like this is this is going back to last chapter, but like I'm very you know, I J.K. Rowling is 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 pretty clear about her like pretty standard liberal politics, right? Yes. But it is very weird to read a book where the tabloids, the conspiracy tabloids are right and the goblins control the World Bank. Like like the, all of that is revealed in the same chapter and I'm like hmm, you know? <laughs> like it's it's is this is this less of like is this just more showing how like 
JK Rowling isn't immune to propaganda. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know like what, like where the, is this just completely coincidental? Is it all thoughtless? Is it, is it her being accidentally swayed by stuff? I just don't know where this came from and like what, what we're supposed, what we as the readers are supposed to take away. And like what she thought, like, cause you know, this is the book that she said, you know, you've, this is my, my magnum opus. This is going to have all the meaning in it. <laughs> so like I I can't I can't just say you know there are plenty of there are plenty of tropes that are like you know in the broader sense if you take them out of stories are like rooted in um deeper and more like complicated and sometimes problematic ideas right like mm-hmm. like uh I mean like it's just like a, a super common one like the uh, uh Illuminati I mean like it's a really obvious one right like. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of very fun and good and, like, completely likable stories that feature the Illuminati. And, like, the Illuminati conspiracy stuff, uh, I would say, at least six times out of ten verges into, like, ghastly anti-Semitism stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always. And so, like, there's, there's, a, there's, like, a, or there's, like, a level of charitability where I'm, like... Yeah, this is just like a pop culture like osmosis thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's hard for me to do that in a book where JK Rowling like at the beginning of the book and like in interviews is like pulling the reader aside and saying like this is my most important novel. It has meaning and it's it's my send off to the series and I hope everyone gets it. And not only does she hope everyone gets it, but Harry has become her like avatar to guide you into getting it, right? <laughs> And so it's, I can't, I just can't think of it the same way I would in like a lot of other stories. Like, I, I, you know, it's cute in Spider-Man when it turns out that the, like, the, the wacky, the wacky newspaper guy was right. It's weird in Harry Potter when the author has told me this is very important. And like the, the like wacky, the wacky right wing newspaper is right, you know? I mean... Yeah, it, it, it kind of wants to have the Quibbler be stationed somewhere as just like a curiosity that is entirely apolitical until it yeah. is used by the good guys to make it good. Yeah. Um and this is this is a prepare to take some damage from what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm 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 entering guard mode. Is JK Rowling having her quibbler moment IRL with like Harper's letter? And like being like, <laughs> I'm a liberal, but it's the cons- it happens to be the like quote unquote apolitical conservative newspapers that are telling the truth these days. Hmm, I could see it because I'm wonder- feeling like in writing this book, she is very primed for her current situation. Yeah, yeah, you can you can see where she is now in like the the like between the lines of the story, right? Hmm. It's ominous. That's I don't know. For sure. I just I just get a lot of like a lot of vibes that are just like, well, I don't usually agree with Fox News and what they have to say about about this and that, but now I have um my own weird new special obsession and I sure agree with them about that. <laughs> it's odd, right? Cuz like thinking about the time this was written. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, this this came out in 2007. Yeah. It it came hot off the presses. So she was writing it, you know, 2006 2007 thinking about that time period um and and what she is saying about media and like 
conspiracies and stuff. It, it's it's an interesting spot where I feel like it could go either way. It's just misguided either way as well. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, if if you throw throw yourself back to two thousand seven, yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> but like, I I think for a lot of people especially if you were like following or like involved in like the anti-war movement um you would have these frustrations with mainstream news and politics yes um, and so like i'm wondering if this is just like there, there's like a ghost of a chance that this is like a um just like a, a, a an unfortunate like reversal of fate right where like this thing that was supposed to be like well the 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 liberal government that we were supposed to trust and the liberal media we were supposed to trust is now uh working for the other guys who want the war right uh and you gotta you gotta get your news elsewhere like there are other stories i can think of that are similar to that right like like or from around that same time i period. gotta get my news from the daily show from now on <laughs> you know what's crazy is that the comedy show has better <laughs> news than the real news hmm. but like that's that's what i'm picturing right, right. Is like 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 that like that is that is a you know a silly but earnest liberal position in the in in 2007 is like the Daily Show. The comedian is the best newsman, and the, the newsman is the f- is the funniest guy. It, but like, like, like that is kind of the vibe <laughs> that this quibbler stuff sort yeah. of has. Uh-huh. It's just that, like, to get there, you have to bypass the like actual real history of like tabloid reporting, which is like pretty much exclusively far right conspiracy stuff right right so i i feel like that 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 is my most charitable read it's like it, it's a big oopsie it's like she was trying to do the daily show thing but really it, it you know it was just like the, the wrong symbol to choose right mm-hmm. but I, I think you're also just completely right is that like it, it is a little eerie seeing Read, reading this and being like well you look at her now and like eh. yeah because she thinks she is the resistance right like i yeah. just yep. it's hard not to draw that line i guess especially because in the in the like world of the story it just kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah yeah i don't know i i you you could have that you you could write that conversation between dirk cresswell <laughs> dirk cresswell and <laughs> Ted, I'm just trying to remember. Dirk Cresswell, Tonks. T- Ted Tonks. Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas. We know him. Yep. Grip Hook. Grip Hook. And then there was Other Gore Goruck. Mm-hmm. Gore Snack. Mm-hmm. Um, but that part where they're like, "Oh, you, you got to get your real news from the Quibbler." It just be you. You've got to get your real news from, uh, 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 g- gender critical monkey man at epic.twitter.com mm-hmm. and and goruk would say isn't that guy isn't that you know doesn't, doesn't that guy suck doesn't that guy have a have an epic chimp as his avatar that's stupid mm-hmm. and uh and and ted says well you know but he does make some good points about bathrooms like like it's the same conversation right like i get it's so yep. clear in my mind yep uh it's yeah it's hmm hmm is what i will say it is the the worldview of harry potter if it is not intentionally you know 
like this with its uh its anti-semitic conspiracy theories and and uh, uh veneration of uh uh tabloids it sure got there on accident anyway it for gets the a real little lot of places on accident doesn't it it, sh- it sure gets a lot of play into a lot of trouble on accident huh completely by accident uh-huh. you know yeah yeah no i i, I think that's a really astute observation she is she whether she had it previously and is just having it out loud now or whether she's just having it out loud for the first time and the time this is all a coincidence, she is having her quibbler moment right now. Yep. Yep. Anyway, time to go to Godric's Hollow. We're going to Godric's Hollow. Hermione said, you know what? We were arguing about it for literal months, but uh, you know what? Now I'm for it. Harry, did you know that Godric's Hollow is named after Godric Gryffindor? <laughs> This is so fucking funny. Like the con- for for one, just the convenience of her being like, you know, let's do it. Like it is so. I am so infuriated on Harry's behalf in this in 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 the moment where she suggests it because like there was that whole bit where they had like three suggestions. Uh, Hogwarts, no, we can't do that. It's too dangerous. Okay, uh, we'll go to Godric's Hollow. No, can't can't really say why, but no. And then they said the orphanage, and then they go to the orphanage, and Harry says, well, I knew there'd be nothing at the orphanage. And so, like, they were walking around the woods for actual weeks and months, and, like, didn't just uh, decide to at least check these things off their list, right? Like, it's really silly. Yeah, because Harry just wanted to go there to see his parents' graves, and what's that gonna do for him? Yeah, what's that gonna do? Useless. But yeah. Uh, they, they, she, she's like, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's go to Godric's Hollow. Um, this is where the chapter really improves, I think. Uh, yeah. For the most it's part. It's got some weird details, but, uh, it's emotionally resonant is what I would say. Yeah, it is. I, I wish we could have spent more time here. Yep. Is my thing. I, I, I think that like the atmosphere of this and sort of like the melancholy of them realizing it's Christmas and stuff. I really think that stuff is great. Um, I like them even, you know, even though they're, <laughs> I also, I forgot to mention, uh, Hermione suggests that they go with Polyjuice potion again mm-hmm. and says, uh, do you think we should go whole hog and do what a weird Polyjuice? line? <laughs> That's something I would say. Like, we're going whole hog and doing Polyjuice Potion. I love that Polyjuice Potion is just a fucking thing now. Like, like this is... This we just is have eighth. it all the time. We have a constant supply of it. We use it all yeah. the time. It's normal. <laughs> it's just part of it's the plan. We're going whole, whole hog. hog. We're going whole hog here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like them seeing other characters and sort of... Like, th- there is something to be said about the loneliness that this scene has that is like 50 times more potent and sad than anything that has happened while they're like alone camping to me. The alone camping is not successful at the mood that it's trying to convey because the whole time I'm like, go to a motel six, go (laughs) to a grocery store, Mm -hmm. go Go to a drive through, go, go, find like an abandoned house and stay in it because you're wizards and can be invisible and stuff yeah you have you have an unlock everything spell (laughs) 
<laughs> but like this, like seeing other people and like seeing them celebrating Christmas and stuff, there's there, there's a melancholy vibe to this that I think is really sweet. Uh, but I wish we would have gotten more time here just because like, like we just learned 10 minutes prior to, to this scene that like, this is a mixed wizarding and muggle community. So like, I would have liked to see them, I don't know, like pretend to be muggles around the wizards or something or, or vice versa. Like it is, uh, I feel like, I feel like them staying in Godric's hollow and like getting a feel for it as a place, you know, not as a full replacement for Hogwarts, but for maybe for like a couple chapters, having a new, like a new base of operations to like tell a story. And I think that would have been really, really nice. But I, I, I will say I like what's here. Yeah. I don't think it's controversial to say that the camping scenes are bad. No, they're, and, they're and not I, And I good. don't think that they're like effective at whatever they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And if they can't be at Hogwarts, I think they should just pick locations to be. And I think that my like true, <laughs> my true rewrite would be they should have just started off at this chapter and not had the weird time passing weeks have gone by and should have just immediately after leaving, after Ron stormed off, they should have gone to Godric's Hollow and spent like a few weeks there. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I like I, I weirdly liked the um, uh, uh, Grimald place scene that more or less does the same thing, right? Where it like skips ahead and shows that like, oh, they've been scouting out the ministry for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that I I would be on board for like another one of those like little time skips or something, sure. right? That just sort of establishes them in a new place. Yeah. Um. But uh, the the kind of the main focus of this scene is is Harry visiting his parents' graves, and then also them finding uh, Ariana Dumbledore's grave. Wait, can and... we can we please talk about the war memorial that turns into baby Harry oh, when they get close oh, to oh, it? Oh, oh, I forgot about I forgot that that comes first. Fuck yes, that is insane. That is, <laughs> um, I. There is something so incredibly loaded in that imagery uh-huh. uh on accident uh-huh. that I'm that I'm I find really funny. Yeah. Cuz it's like oh it's like oh it's presumably it just says war memorial but like I'm thinking you know I'm thinking like English village it's a World War 2 memorial, right? Well, I would think so. I would I imagine. I guess I don't know for sure, but like that's that's and so like the idea that like for the <laughs> for the muggles it's like this solemn obelisk that's just a list of names uh and for the <laughs> wizards it's like this fawning like romantic portrait of just three specific people who died in in a war in a war that we know like killed like a lot of wizards, right? Like lots and lots and lots of wizards. I don't know uh, how many wizards there are supposed to be, nor do I know how many <laughs> were supposed to have been killed in the war. It could be thousands, it could be millions, it could be ten. I have no idea. We but we like we we've met characters who have like very real like post-war trauma from the fir- from the, the second wizard. They don't war. remember that there were zombies, but, but there they were. They don't remember that there were zombies. That's how traumatized they are. They forgot there were zombies. They just erased that from their memories completely. <sighs> but yes, this this imagery of like, you know, solemn kind of communal war war <laughs> statue. 
turning into this fucking gaudy statue of, of Lily and James is really, really funny and loaded in a way I don't think J.K. Rowling thought of. <laughs> it's it's kind of I'm like I have some weird secondhand embarrassment for it and I like for Harry like what yeah being that's like, him oh, war memorial and then getting closer and like oh shit that's me like the the um this is so funny also coming off of the um the back of like Hermione like explaining the uh the new uh ministry statue to Harry mm-hmm. And like, you know, like, which felt like very much like a, like a, you know, statues are political thing for the readers, right? And then to get it, just getting this, which is this, this fucking gormless statue uh, of, of, you know, three people who were murdered. It is, oh, it is so good. It is, it is, it is, it, like, it's dumb, but it is so funny that I can't even really get, like, too worked up about it. It's just, it's just really very funny to me. Like, like, what a, what a, like, what a beautiful representation of how, like, weirdly conceived the difference between wizards and muggles is. It, it's, it is also doing that thing that the series always does about Harry being famous or, like, being a famous figure in the wizarding world where it, like, forgets that that is something to him until it remembers randomly. And it's like, oh, Harry's just like walking through a village. It's like, oh, that's me as a baby on this statue. (laughs) Oh, right. I am a very important character. I am Jesus in this story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's very funny. Weird to have have a statue of baby Jesus, but before Jesus has died. We just know this baby's gonna be fucking cool. <laughs> I guess Harry's like double. Jesus, I mean, because it's honestly. also a nativity. It's Christmas, and they're seeing it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I. My favorite part of this is just that it it like enforces this weird, uh, like separation between the two cultures, right? In a, in a story that, like, is ostensibly supposed to be, like, about how, you know, the bad guys uh, hate muggles and, and, and like, you know, Dumbledore was good because he loved all people, regardless of whether they were muggles or not. Mm-hmm. And if, if I was a wizard living in this village, I feel like it would still feel pretty weird to me that, like, not only is, like, our war memorial of specific people and not like a, you know, a more abstract thing for everyone who died from here. But also like, couldn't you just like, I don't know, like just, just make it. So if a wizard walks by the war memorial, like three more names appear on it than if you're a muggle, don't just like, don't, don't build a like shitty second statue on top of someone else's world war ii memorial it's so weird wait wait, which way is the implication is the implication that the wizards put up so they were like okay we want to put up a statue of james lily and baby harry um but the muggles would be weirded out if there's just like a random statue where there wasn't and they can't go near it so did they put up a fake war memorial with like (laughs) fake names on it to to turn into the James James Lily and Harry memorial or did they happen upon a real one and say like we also should have one 
I mean, my 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 assumption is that like, if this is a British village, this would be a war memorial for like people from that village who died in World War Two, right? Like either people who, uh, uh, you know, were conscripted and like fought in World War Two and died who were like from the village, or like I don't know, people who were like in the Blitz or something, right? Uh. And so I feel like for, you know, for in the story, it would be like 30, 40 years later, like some wizards were like, we need a place to put our memorial. Uh, why don't we just like effectively erase this war memorial for everyone? For, and we'll just put our memorial on top of it. It's so fucking weird. I guess I just, I, I think that that's like a reasonable thing to think. But I also think that if we go by the humor of like the first few books where it's like, Buggles won't notice things that you put when they see magic right in front of their face or whatever. Like, mm, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if they're like, okay, how are we going to hide this memorial in the, in the town in the town square? And they're like, oh, muggles have all these memorials for their their war. We'll just put one up and they'll think it's that. So I think it's a I think it's a fake hmm. war memorial. Like, I think that it was always a James Lilly and baby memorial. It's just it is disguised it's disguises. Do you think they like invented? They like invented fake Muggle names yes. to put on it. <laughs> yes, I do. I see. I really like that idea. I just think that that is a like that's a level of like dark humor that I don't think J.K. Rowling is capable of at this point. I, I well, yeah, because she wrote a story where with the Wizarding World is like basically evil. And she doesn't know that. <laughs> she doesn't know they're <laughs> right. evil. And so that would be a joke if I were writing this that I would put in because it's like a kind of evil thing to do. Yeah. Well, it's very sneering at the muggles, right? Like, it's like, it's oh, like, you'll oh, just they're assume. War, but here's my, here are, here's my, be- my beautiful family that was killed. Yeah. 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 I, could, I, I, I like your version of it. I just don't know if I can see jk rowling having like jk JK rowling got like reverse irony poisoned over the course of writing these Mm -hmm. the first few were really fucking funny and like dark right just like there's a real like venomous streak of humor that is like gone and now now that now it's just kind of venomous (laughs) and not funny yes (laughs) i do like that idea a lot of them just like erecting a a fake war memorial and being, you know, just muggles going like, oh, which war was that? And you're like, oh, you know, the war. And then not really thinking about it. That's kind of cute. I mean, because really, from what I can gather about this community that they're living in, like, Lily and James mm-hmm. lived in the village and they were murdered. Yeah. So why that's... not? I mean, they could put up a statue. I mean, it's a yeah, little weird. That... Maybe, yeah, but I'm I, sure they were paragons of the community or whatever. So it's like, oh, this family was murdered. They put up a memorial statue for them. That's not w- inherently wizard. That's just like, yeah, okay, that's yeah, community. That and like, I think, I think that's honestly a missed opportunity for like a a, f- a fun little microcosm of like what like a, you know a good healthy wizard muggle community looks like, mm-hmm. right? If it was if it was a statue that like muggles could see. You know, because it's like it's not like exclusively a wizarding thing to mourn Lily and James. Like, I don't know, even if they think that they got hit by a bus or something instead of like getting killed by Voldemort, like there's still a loss for for the community. Right. Yeah. And especially like, if it's like a small village, like that can be something that is traumatic for a community. And yeah. like, I think it would have been a really nice like 
um, conversation that Harry could have had some with someone. Like he could have walked up to the statue and there could be like a muggle there leaving like a flower or something for Christmas. And, yeah. and him, I mean, they could have even had like a conversation where they say like, oh, you're not from around here. This There was this nice, nice young family. Everybody loved them and they were killed by some maniac. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that is the biggest missed opportunity in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is for like Harry to get some context of like who his family was outside of like his relationship to them. Right. Cause he was, he was not even a year old when they died. Right. Yep. Like, like I am, and it is, you know, we got that letter in Sirius's room that like, was like kind of frustrating, I guess. I was is the is my you know main takeaway from that. I would just love to know, like, you know, I I I I want to know what kind of people Lily and James were outside of their like dramatic cartoon sacrifice story, right? Uh-huh. Like, uh, because it makes it, the it, sacrifice mean more. Yeah, yeah, if they're leaving if they're leaving not only Harry behind but like a community that cared about them and they cared about that would be that's that's an interesting tragic story. Harry realizing that the loss isn't just his, I think would be cuz like Harry even in this in this chapter, Harry like express and and like when he was arguing with Ron in the last chapter as well, like he expresses a sort of like there's a really earnest pain that he has where it's like you know, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that the people around him really grok the fact that, like, of how aware he is that his parents are gone, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he has that argument with Ron, where he's, where Ron's like, you know, you don't have to worry about your family, and and Harry's like, my family's, like, dead, dude. Um, um, and I think that being able to share that loss with someone else, even if it was a random muggle that he was talking to in disguise, right? I think that that would be a really powerful moment for him and for the story. Yeah, and I think it would also show, or at least hint at this, like, world where wizards are living with muggles, especially since we're supposed to think the Potters were, like, the good guys, right? And it's like they're there Mm -hmm. living in a village that wizards share with muggles, and also, you know, treating the muggles well and like people, they were part of that community. I don't know. I, I just think that like it's a huge missed opportunity to do just like this secret goof statue when it <laughs> could have just been a statue in the village. There's no, yeah, there's really no, re- especially because they're also like their gravestones are just in the graveyard. And I and I don't think that they're hidden in the same way that the statue is. So it's not like a secret that they were part of the parish, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's just that there's this like unfortunate like implication that it's like, oh, this is this is our tragedy. That the like the wizards are like, this is this isn't your tragedy, which I think is sad because you know it's a small community. It would be a big deal if if like what do you, what do you think the Muggles think happened to Lillian James? Yeah, I mean, I know their house was off the grid at the time that they were murdered, right? Because they were yeah. in the Fidelius charm or whatever. Yeah. But it's like all of a sudden, I think they thought it was a gas leak. I think we know that. The house blew oh, up. Or the car crash or something, right? Uh, that was just or, the lie that Vernon said. Oh, that was the lie. But yes. I think that, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but I... Lily and James. I was, 
Harry yeah, Potter. I'd be really curious to know if there's an official, official explanation for like what the Muggles think. Because the the house was exploded. Right. Um. Very cool, by the way, for Voldemort to do that. Why did he do that? I'm scrolling down to, or maybe he, maybe it exploded because of his Horcrux situation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic. Oh, I like it. So I see. I like the version where it's like his last "fuck you," where he's like, "Oh, I'm going down. Well, I'm gonna blow up the house, and it's gonna look cool." Yeah. The wiki page for Lily Potter is so long. There's no answers for me here. We will never know. Okay, so let's let's move on to specifically the graves because I think this is also like an important like addendum to this conversation as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, there are some interesting quotes on the gravestones. Mm. Uh, uh, so they find first of all, like this scene with Harry and Hermione walking through the graveyard is very interesting. It is like, um, it's the first time that like Hermione's like old character has returned for a really long time, mm-hmm. and I find that like f- first of all that was that was like a warm blanket. Like, oh, finally, J.K. Rowling remembered what Hermione's character was. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, Harry is like the biggest prick in the universe to her as well. Yeah, here. this is this is a tough one. Um, it's a good scene, I think. It's just like it is. It is a little bit. Uh, there's a melancholy to it that's like both both intended in the story and also like for me thinking about how these characters could have developed. I think that if Hermione had been that character the entire time then this scene would be frustrating because it would feel like there was no growth or no change right. in the in how Harry and Hermione interact over the course of mm-hmm. seven books. Um, but as it exists now where Hermione is so sidelined constantly and her character changes um, between like being exposition and being the Joker sometimes, it yeah. just feels like a relief to have her be herself a little bit yeah yeah i think that's a really good way to put it because like if you're right if 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 she had maintained like those character traits that we really liked about her in the early books all the way through this would just be like the last this would feel like the climax of their relationship basically Mm -hmm. and like if harry behaved this way it would just be like a bummer right because it just it just means that like the, the you know they spent all this time together and harry never uh never really got a grip on like what she's like um but uh as is it's nice to see her back to being like kind of you know well-meaning but emotionally unintelligent mm-hmm. again um because she i you know i i don't particularly like completely blame harry here because she is being very insensitive yeah um uh it's a you know she's just sort of like darting around just looking at a bunch of graves going like oh maybe it's this one maybe it's this one come look at this one and like harry's trying to have a moment (laughs) um that's that's me uh, that's me pushing all the the gravestones in um ocarina of time (laughs) i I can never remember which one it is which one which one takes you to the temple with the hook shot Uh yeah and there's the (laughs) one with the shield or whatever so I'm just like pushing all the gravestones and like hoping to do it before before it's nighttime and it spawns all those enemies. Busy, like, yeah, she's busy fighting all the pose while Harry's trying to read this gravestone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it was nice to see her back in that sense. Uh, but yeah, they it it is it is like 
bittersweet and kind of funny to see her being so like annoying um and also like i on the flip side i also feel really bad for her because harry harry should know by now that this is her right like and 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 maybe have a little bit of um understanding you know uh but but he is a real fucking prick uh in his head thinking about her yeah um, yeah i i do i do appreciate his situation though like i i totally see his just like complete dread and misery in this moment and having her just like be completely clueless yeah is hard um and oh yeah it's a good moment and i really like his thoughts here they really they really work well for me i think this is some of the best harry characterization we've gotten in a while yeah it's um and there's also like a, a another note of like that same bittersweetness to it i think with him having hermione there and thinking about dumbledore Mm -hmm. because there's specifically that part where um he you know he sees ariana dumbledore and and kendra dumbledore's grave uh and he his like first thought is like kind of sadness and anger and he says uh or he thinks to himself they could have visited this place together for a moment harry imagined coming here with dumbledore of what a bond that could that would have been of how much it would have meant to him um and like i feel for like i I think that's true i really feel for harry there but also there's there's another element to it of like there's something so like sad about him thinking that while he's also there with like his best friend right like like him him just being like well this isn't good enough for me you know like a little bit yeah but it also um, just feels like such an expression of his like unmet need through this entire series oh, of, totally, of needing yeah. not a friend he's got friends right but he yeah, needs yeah. like a guardian guidance figure and like totally his yeah. most recent one of dumbledore like it is that moment of like i i wanted to be close to you and you mm-hmm. kept me at arm's length this whole time, and I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that it, it's just like it's it's so. I mean, it, it really is just sad, right? Like I feel really bad for Harry in this moment. Uh, um, it it feels like the uh, most aware the actual text has been that Harry has spent yeah. this entire this entire series asking like every adult man he comes across, like, "Are you <laughs> my dad? dad? Are you my dad?" <laughs> yeah and everyone is, has said is... like no <laughs> you know yeah 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 finally we get some sort of like recognition in the book that harry's been asking everyone to be his dad and, and i think that that comes at literally the perfect time where he he's like realizing you know are you my dad to dumbledore and dumbledore is saying no right before harry is is confronted with his dad who's dead and in the ground and it's dust. And I think that that's, I think that's really a pretty powerful. Yeah. But you see, he's not, he's not dead. <sighs> dust because the last enemy you shall defeat is death. That's right. And that's the good kind of wanting to be immortal, not the bad kind. Uh, that is maybe my f- for I think this this like 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 you said I think that that moment of him thinking about Dumbledore is like devastating. I think his interactions with Hermione here are super interesting, um, and I think that his, for the most part, his reaction to finally seeing his parents' grave is really powerful. Um, the part that really undercuts this entire scene <laughs> mm-hmm. is 
Harry seeing the Bible quote that J.K. Rowling chose <laughs> for his for his parents' grave and going, wait a minute, that doesn't that doesn't match up with the themes of the book. And Hermione looking directly at the camera and saying, oh, no, don't worry, it does. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs> it's it's surreal it's so weird that in this moment where, like like the it's also like the the way harry speaks in this scene is so unlike what he like behaves like in the rest of this scene mm. like you know i was talking about him being like a real prick to hermione while hermione is also being really annoying to him yeah right because there's 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 these lines of dialogue that like are so unhairy because he is so sad and annoyed here, right? Uh-huh. Um, where like Hermione is sort of like, you know, doing this little dance around the graveyard, like looking at every grave and like telling him it's not this one, it's not this one, it's not this, you know, just like just like listing them off. Um, and he says to her, just like. I'm going to keep looking for my parents, okay? Like, like there's just this moment where he just, like, completely shuts her down. Mm-hmm. Which is just, like, so, like not not any dialogue that he's ever really said to anyone before in these books. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crushing. And I, I, I mean this in, like, a good way, right? It's just, like, it's just, it's just you, you can see how sad he is because of his behavior. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a great, it's a great moment. For him to transition out of that to suddenly having to like talk to the audience about the themes just in case you don't get them (laughs) is so disappointing because it's like i got i was getting it i was feeling it i felt i felt the sadness i felt the loss i felt the you know the the hurt in this scene and it is all ripped away by by harry looking at me and going like like "Uh uh-oh is this biblical and hermione going yes it is don't worry (laughs) and then moving on I don't think there should be Bible verses in this story. I don't think yeah. it works. Yeah. Nothing. Not. Not any. Not from any kind of Reddit atheist perspective, where I'm like disappointed to see them here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But more just like I. I. My mind is twisting itself into knots, trying to understand the Christian allegory that the story is existing in a world where Dumbledore is pulling out the Bible to choose uh verses for james and lily's graves right no yeah we talked about that a little bit last week as well right it's just like it is surreal to see an allegory referencing allegories that it's also trying to be right mm-hmm. like it it can't it, it doesn't work very well and and i think that this is where it not only does it not work well regardless but the quotes she chose are so on the nose <laughs> that even the characters have to say, hang on, this this conflicts with the themes of the story so far out loud, right? Like it is, if you're going to put Bible verses in here, pick something a little more enigmatic, I guess. Yeah, and I, I'm almost like, I'm almost more interested in the world where all the wizards are Christian for some reason. I want to know what kind of dogma <laughs> they've worked out to make yeah, that work. Right. Um. That sounds interesting. Uh, it, Lily's is is a very weird choice of a quote on her. She has her own. That's the the lay up your treasures in heaven one. 
Oh no, that's that's Kendra. Oh, I that's think. Kendra. Yeah, that's that's Kendra Dumbledore. Is Kendra the his mom? Yeah, it's Kendra in her area. Oh, hold on, let me let me double check. Just let me make sure here. Um, oh, because because James and oh, it's a sh- okay. Kendra and Ariana. Okay, so both the Potters and the Dumbledores have a shared grave, uh, and Kendra and Ariana's uh, quotation is where your treasure is, there will all be your heart also. And then Lily and James is the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Cool. So it doesn't really matter whose it's on. I just. Am I being deliberately obtuse when I ask the question, were the, du- were the Dumbledores known for not, like, hoarding their material wealth? <laughs> no, absolutely. That is, yeah, that is such a bizarre choice. I mean, it sounds nice on its own, I guess. But I feel um, like that it's implying that it means something other than what it does in context, which doesn't seem to be relevant at all. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Sunday school. I don't, re- I have no idea. I'm, I'm sure that, just like anything else, you could, if you're, you know, theologically inclined, you could talk, talk about this forever. But it also comes right after like the other couple things that are specifically. I mean, they're very instructive, and it's very about like uh, wealth. And and I think that like the verse before that is the one about how um, you shouldn't like. Pray for attention. I'm so, I'm sorry. It's very 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 reductive. <laughs> I don't know the actual lines. Um, so I just I I'm curious if J.K. Rowling chose it to be more metaphorical than it ends up actually being in the full passage. Hmm. I mean, it it is metaphorical. It's just a different metaphor than applies to Dumbledore. Because if the thing is like Dumbledore, I you know. He's certainly not poor, but if he's not acquiring material wealth, he's certainly acquiring like power, right? Which I think that this quote also could kind of. I mean, I guess to. He, I guess his whole thing is that he wants to, and he he turns away from that, right? Other than mm-hmm. the fact that he is inherently the most powerful wizard, but he can't do anything about that, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's practically a monk. <laughs> I I I will defer to people who are more you know, well-versed in, in, you know, theological studies than I am to, to debate. But like, it certainly does strike me as an odd one for the Dumbledores. If anything, it applies to the Potters because the Potters are fucking stinky rich, right? Like they're, they were very, very well off. I guess, I, I guess I don't mean that, like, I think it's trying to be more metaphorical than it actually is, but it almost is like obfuscating what it means by taking it out of the other stuff. Yes. No, totally. Also, a hilarious quote for a billionaire to put in her book. (laughs) (laughs) That's me being Reddit atheist. (laughs) Perhaps the moths and the thieves should should get her wealth. Oh my god, I would love to be a moth or a thief in that treehouse parody. (laughs) (laughs) Um... How about the other quote? How about how about this themes this this themes discussion with the last enemy that shall shall be destroyed is death. Uh, I think Harry's line saying isn't that Death Eater? I he doesn't say ideology, but that's basically what he says, right? He's yeah. like, isn't that what the Death Eaters want? What is that doing here? Like he has this really like visceral disgust reaction to that quote, <laughs> which is really funny because it's like he's kind of saying what I'm thinking, which is that the it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. My favorite part about it is that it is 
it is so it is so clearly a like author talking to the audience moment that like you know i i we were just praising hermione like returning to her old like emotionally unintelligent character Mm -hmm. again then she immediately goes it doesn't mean defeating death in the way death eaters mean it harry said hermione her voice gentle it means you know living beyond death living after death cool what does that mean hermione yeah hermione what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) oh the immortal soul oh are you christian hermione pearly gates hermione is christian oh heaven again it's just it it brings up a question that i don't think you should in this book yeah it's already a christian allegory i'm not i'm not i'm not objecting it to it being a christian story it just no no it kind of breaks my brain a little bit because it's trying to have it both ways yeah yeah it, it can't be it can't be a christian allegory where everyone's already a christian right <laughs> like what's it's because it's just pointless it's like wait a minute hold on excuse me it is at least very sweet that you know harry kind of breaks down him and hermione hold hands she makes a little wreath for for the grave like th- this i think this concludes nicely mm-hmm. it does and i think it overall, does make me wonder why no one else is leaving flowers at the graves in the village graveyard on christmas eve but that's okay <laughs> yeah it is a it is a, it is overall i think a very sweet scene um it's very powerful stuff and like 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 i said i had a lot of complaining about this chapter to do like a like even more than usual i think just like a litany of just like little little like baby complaints that i had listed out Mm -hmm. but like i think overall the emotional weight of this chapter at least kind of gets it across the finish line for me yeah as soon as they get to godric's hollow i think it it works the and and even though we picked it apart like you said at the beginning, I think that even though Ron didn't die, and so the emotional weight of the way they're reacting doesn't make any sense to me, mm-hmm. I still appreciate there just being drama. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like, at this point, how, you know... Because there's no plot. They they don't have anything to do. <laughs> exactly. I appreciate them just having... They're, they're being so, I, I appreciate feeling something other than like damn this is anti-semitic or damn i'm bored uh you know which has been the last couple chapters yep uh this is this is uh at least uh very personal and and like you know puts puts characters in like an emotional position where i can buy their feelings and kind of see them react to uh you know hurtful sad situations uh, and I think I think just on like on like a lizard brain level, I'm like, yes, I appreciate drama happening. You know, this um, the graveyard scene is a, a bit of an echo to me of one of my favorite scenes, which is where Harry's uh, breaking down uh, when he finds out in Prisoner of Azkaban that Sirius killed his parents. Yeah, yeah. It's also at Christmas, you know, and there's snow and mm-hmm. and on and on. And also, uh, Hermione doesn't quite get it in that scene either. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he he kind of has to lash out a little bit at his friends for not not. Like I said, Harry, like I think Harry is at his most interesting when he feels alone, mm-hmm. um, and and has to deal with feeling alone. Um, and uh, every now and then, these the, the like it, it, these stories like nail that feeling of him just like. You know, not only feeling the grief of like having lost his parents, but like everyone around him kind of just not 
not getting it, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, like feeling, feeling alienated by your grief, um, is a, always a, a powerful thing to explore. And like, I think it, it works here when it, uh, when it goes for it. Yeah. But also now that I'm thinking of this being like an echo of that scene of Hermione, not quite getting his, his grief over Sirius, it, it is revealing the frustration of their, them just being in the same place personally with each other. <laughs> like nothing <laughs> has changed. They haven't, they haven't grown yep. since that time. And that, and that's a frustrating thing in a story, I think. Yeah. As, because the story is also not about them not growing, you know, because that's another way to, right. way to do that. I, I don't yeah. I don't think that you necessarily have to see them like grow and and be better. But mm-hmm. if they're going to be in the same place emotionally, I kind of want it to be about that and about how they are stuck. Um, yeah, the way they were. Yeah, And like it doesn't it doesn't. It, 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 it's definitely not trying to be a story about them being stuck because like this, this moment at the end where she like makes the flowers and stuff for him, like that's, that's supposed to be like our like moment of, you know, change for her, like like her, her gesture. But it's like, it's, it's not quite enough. I think for them knowing each other for seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't feel very like personal. It's, it's more just like Hermione figured out what she's supposed to do. Right. Um, It's not very intimate. Yeah. 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 But uh, overall, I think a lot better chapter than we've had for a while. Yeah, and I'm glad to be back on the rails at least a little bit with the getting the sword going to place. Having feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Some stuff... (laughs) Yeah, some some stuff happens. Some characters feel some stuff. I'm I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to discuss in this chapter, or shall we take a quick break? I think I'm good. Is there a most highlighted this week? No, there never is. Wow. Nobody read, nobody read this book. No one reads this book. <laughs> I was ex- half expecting at least the um the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death to be highlighted but damn no nope. surprise no nope. i did get on, on my end i do have a um enhanced edition report mm. there is an illustration of the war memorial that turns into james lily and harry oh is it very affecting oh i i cried yeah it made me <laughs> yeah i bet for sure all right well we are gonna take a little break and then we will be back everyone and welcome back last week we completed our homework for joining slytherin <laughs> i am very excited to reveal this next part <laughs> so doing the homework was the first step i i'm 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 thrilled to say that at the very <laughs> least we are in slytherin now uh-huh. We are we are now able. I've chosen our flair. Oh, actually, let's uh, let's uh, um, let me show you here because I, I I want your input on this. Okay. Um, we're gonna go to. We have to go to the old Reddit 
page to make this work. How do I do that? How do I go to old Reddit? Okay, here we go. So, um, we can choose from quite a few different Slytherin badges. Oh. Um, we can, uh, uh, have, I'm sorry that they're so small, but here are the options. I picked the one that's just the big S by default, but, uh, Oh, some, there are some, a lot of options. There's some different snakes that we can choose from. Uh, the one that's like sort of a, what looks like a realistic snake head and no mm -hmm. like part of the snake body is really funny. I like that one. There's the one with the mouth open or mouth closed? Uh, mouth open. Mouth open. Okay. I'm going to go with that one for now. It's very aggressive. Yeah. It's rare. It's the snake. It's I do. I do like the classic one as well. Mm -hmm. I do not like the one that's just an S, no snake, or <laughs> the one that's just a grid. Yeah, the grid one is the most boring because there's supposed to be something on the grid, you know. Yeah, can't it can't just be the grid of the coat of arms? That's mm -mm. Not, that's not good enough. Um. So yeah. So we have the right now to wear the Slytherin flare. <laughs> um. Very exciting. Uh. So. Not only has completing the homework given us the right to uh, uh, wear this flare, uh, our homework was graded. Um, <laughs> I'm like having actual like school anxiety right now. I haven't had it even graded <laughs> since <laughs> since high school, so I don't. I don't think we had grades in college. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> just as a reminder, okay. the the grades are, um, <laughs> poor, acceptable, exceeds, uh, or, or, uh, what's it, poor, acceptable, uh, exceeds expectations, outstanding. Here's the thing. I think our answer was outstanding. I'm just gonna come mm -hmm. out and say that I feel like if it's not an O for outstanding, I am, feel like I maybe need to go to the Dean. Because I, I really believe very strongly in our post. We received, according to this big spreadsheet I have open. Uh-huh. Uh we received and exceeds expectations. Bullshit. I, you know Bullshit. what? For our first, our first homework assignment, I'll take it. Uh, our first and last homework assignment. Bullshit. <laughs> Let's blow this joint. Okay, what's the problem? Uh, so that's the thing. There is no reasoning. I would like an. I, I would like to have it returned with with maybe some items that, that was the issue. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I'm not going to learn if you don't tell me how to improve, Professor. That's what I'd like <laughs> to say. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that you might have been completely correct mm. at the end of last week's episode when you said, "I hope that." Just answering no doesn't uh <laughs> we did we did answer just one of the questions with no. Period. It's an honest answer. No, yeah. it will not further no. any technology. <laughs> Absolutely not. Strictly, strictly a leisure item. <laughs> so I think that maybe maybe we uh maybe you're right and we kind of uh missed the boat on that one. I will say we are um we are in good company. Uh, looks like the other Slytherins 
mostly did uh, exceeds expectations. There's one outstanding that I can see who uh, who defeated us. I suppose you want do you want to take a look at what? Yes, what? I would. There. So the. Uh, it was the contact lenses one. What? Why did they do better than we did? Well, it looks like they answered all the questions and didn't just answer no. We did answer all the questions. <laughs> the answer was no. I, I'm i with you. I also think we our answer was outstanding. There's They, they wrote a very long post. Sometimes about how... the answer is just no. That's valid. Here's here's my I'm mm, I think we should go to the dean on this one because <laughs> mm-hmm. their 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 answer is eyeglasses. What? But, like as but wizards new- have those. Yeah. What is the original item called? Contact lenses or eyeglasses? But the wizards have eyeglasses. Lots of them do. I, I, hmm. Dumbledore's got glasses. Harry's got glasses. McGonagall has glasses. Yeah, Rita Skeeter's got glasses. There's a whole section that we discovered on the Harry Potter wiki that lists what kind of glasses every character has. (laughs) Um, I'm, I, uh, I think, I think that we went above and beyond because, because they've got glasses. Wizards have glasses. That's not outstanding. (sighs) Sorry, sorry to our Slytherin brethren, but this is just us being cunning and uh uh you know looking looking to ladder climb here that's right um i i should be happy i had like some a little bit because we had to wait you know yeah um, a whole week a whole week to determine our results so in the back of my mind this is not like a real worry because it doesn't matter and doesn't do <laughs> uh-huh. anything but in the back uh-huh. of my head i was like will they see a newish account and 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 poke around in the in the topics posted and in the replies and get a little bit suspicious of this like new account getting awards on stuff having a <laughs> bunch of I was like maybe but it's probably just not actually that suspicious so I I think that we have I mean the real test is going to be do we get into the common room Yes. Because uh, we do have to answer this questionnaire to get in. Um, this is delightful. Uh, this was this was uh, sent after we completed our homework. Welcome to Slytherin. Are you ambitious and cunning enough to join the ranks of Slytherin? Those who are will make sure they meet all the requirements f- before applying. So let's double check here. To gain entrance to the dungeons, you must have at least 100 comment karma with Slytherin flair in the great hall. Easy. Easy. Flying colors. Not even close. We have 215 karma. We have the flair. Uh, we are, we are fucking in it right now. Yeah. Uh, what was next? Uh, and be an active and contributing member. Yes. We, in fact, we contribute exactly once a week. (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, and or participated in at least one previous homework assignment. So we blow all of those out of the water. Mm-hmm. We are active. We've done our homework. We have at least 100 karma. We have the Slytherin flair. So if you meet all the requirements and pass the entrance questions below, you will be granted access to the dungeons within the next week. <laughs> okay. Which is perfect for us. Yes, that works 
very well with our schedule. Also, please note that this is not a roleplay community. For a roleplay forum, please join r slash Harry Potter roleplay instead. That's all right. <laughs> We're good. Thanks very much, though. All right. So first question. What is your Reddit username? That one's easy. Jack Sloper. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> what is your current comment karma? 215. Nice. Do you have Slytherin flair? Yes, we do. Have you ever been a member of any other r slash Harry Potter common room? No. 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 That's illegal. <laughs> That's fucked up. All right. Now, here's the juicy stuff. Okay. What is your most Slytherin trait and why? Um, <laughs> I mean, this is pretty cunning. Uh, we can't mm. say that, though. Yeah, that's that's too bad because this is this it's is a our little most meta, Slytherin right? Trait. I know. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna read about some Slytherin traits on the. Wait, there's a Pottermore wiki, like separate from the Harry Potter wiki. Wait, what? I I did I was not aware of it this. It was literally the first result, and I went on here, and I'm like, this isn't this isn't the Harry Potter wiki. This is the Pottermore wiki. <laughs> wow. Okay, what are some, what are some Slytherin traits? Cunning, resourceful, Nazi. <laughs> We're not bully. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Uh, stinky. Uh, green beard. Evil twirly mustaches. <laughs> Does Jack Sloper have an evil twirly mustache? Hmm, he could grow one probably. This is actually really hard because I'm trying to get into the mind of what the fandom thinks Slytherin is. I think that we need to butter them up mm. with a like most people think Slytherins are the bad guys, but we, you know, Jack Sloper, I, I like to uh be cunning. When I am thinking of ways to feed the homeless. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's there's, <laughs> there's got to be a way that we can implement some sort of like, uh, uh, you know, Slytherins aren't inherently evil answer into this. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Okay, so, so here are the traits on the Pottermore Wiki. Cunning, ambition, resourcefulness, fraternity. Determination, leadership, self-preservation, and lineage. Ah. Concerning. Uh, so some concerning stuff on this list, I would say. <laughs> so I feel like you have to say you have to say something about like the the big three: the cunning, ambition, resourcefulness, and how yeah. you can use that to um, to help your help the friends that you know. Or loyal to you. Although loyalty is a Hufflepuff thing. That's a Hufflepuff thing. Hmm. Hmm. I'm starting to think I don't have a very good idea of what this house is supposed to be about. It's almost like the books kind of don't have a great idea of what they're supposed to be about either. Hmm. Other than bad guy. I, I too would be a triple agent and send a sword to to the chosen one if he needed it. I I don't know where these numbers are coming from, but there's a um 
a list on the Pottermore wiki, and it's like Slytherin won the first house cup with 72,734,274 house points. I have got to know how those like 10 students got 72 million points <laughs> when they were given out like 10 to 50 at a time. Jesus Christ, that is a lot of house points. <laughs> What is your most? Well, why don't we think about? Why don't we keep? Would put a pin in that and go to the next? Yeah, question? Yeah, l- l- let's come back to this because I hope that our the other questions might help us form. Yeah, this character yeah. that we're imagining. What do you look forward to most about being a member of the common room? Ah, uh, the cool, cool, <laughs> cool dungeon hangout zone. <laughs> uh, I have a good one for this. I think. Okay. Um, as, as soon as I saw that the Slytherin requirements were the highest out of all of the available subreddit houses, I knew that I, it was the house for for me uh joining the common room will just be another personal goal met ah <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah i rose i rose to the challenge and succeeded and got the karma and did my posts (laughs) we sure did I rose to the challenge look forward to mingling with like minded redditors what a horrible thing to say that made me they gave me the shivers (laughs) Okay, so as soon as I saw the Slytherin requirements were the highest out of all of the available subreddit houses, I knew that it was the house for me. Joining the common room will just be another personal goal met. I rose to the challenge and look forward to mingling with like-minded red. Oh, uh, like-minded ambitious redditors. I'll yeah, add. yeah, because I, I think that really be, if we're if we're kind of like edging toward Ravenclaw a little bit, I think that brings it back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other question: What do you love most about the Harry Potter series? So we don't need to necessarily have an answer that is Slytherin, because I'm trying to remember that we're talking to real people. Yeah. And trying to get into a secret secret subreddit club. Mm-hmm. So I think we can answer this one genuinely. Okay. What do you what do you, what do you think you want to put here then? Um Snape. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to suggest regardless that we put something about i love the portrayal of complex gray characters like yeah, snape yeah 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 something like that like the okay the, i mean the characters are the greatest strength and weakness of harry potter so there are many things to love about the series but i think my number one is the portrayal of complex layered and gray characters like Snape 
he okay and then well how do we how do we like how do we get this one over he he you know he's not nice but he did what had to be done and ultimately helped save the wizarding world uh say he's not nice but he's fun to read I'm I'm going sincere mode. Going sincere. He's not nice, but he's fun to read. Okay. Yeah. He's not nice, but he's fun to read. Uh, there are. Should we like uh, just? Should we like kind of get the 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 scent off our trail here and be like, uh, there are other characters like this too, like Rita Skeeter or whatever. Uh, yeah, except Rita Skeeter's not really that, so... Hmm, there are other characters. You could lean into it more like you, we like the villains, right? Like, you, yeah. uh, let's better him up and be like, uh, even Umbridge, the most hated character in anything Ooh. ever. You have to admit, she's fun to read. Characters in anything ever. You have to admit. She's fun to read. You love to hate her. Uh, characters like this just prove what a magical story Harry Potter is. Okay, perfect. All right, back to our most Slytherin trait. Wait, those are the only questions? Those are the three questions. I think we're going to have time. We're, we've got to get our weekly post in, I think, as well. Sounds here. good. Um, what? I, why don't we just go earnest here again okay. a little bit as well and just be like, uh, ambition. I like setting personal goals. Oh, that's how we do Because Because <laughs> this is how we talk about what we're doing uh-huh. without saying what we're doing. I like setting personal goals and achieving them. It's true. Uh, my ambition. <laughs> I like achieving them in any, in any means necessary. My ambition. I, <laughs> I like setting personal goals, big or small. And doing whatever it takes to achieve them. <laughs> That's resourceful. <laughs> That's the uh, other one. Yeah. Ooh, using whatever resources it takes to achieve them. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Do we need to add anything? I think that's I think that's a good answer on its own. My ambition. I like setting personal goals, big or small, and using whatever resources it takes to achieve them. Yeah. Oh, and I'll add this. Is, and whenever I finish one, I immediately move on to the next one. Yep. Love it. All right. Now, just never double checking. Got our karma. We got our Reddit username. We got our flair. We have never been in another common room. No. And here are our answers. Okay, I'm hitting submit. Excellent. I think we're in for sure. Yeah. Welcome to Slytherin. Your response has been recorded. Okay, so I guess within the next week we'll find out. This is this is like the final check, right? Like I think this is the final chance that someone yes. else is going to put eyes on us. Yeah. 
but I, and be like, hey. I, I think we're mostly sincere posting, though, to be honest. So yeah, it should be all good. We're we're good. I think now is the best time for us to, uh, uh, you know, make it make another interesting post that'll get people <laughs> uh, discussing stuff earnestly. Now we are free of the, uh, you know, worrying about karma. <laughs> We're free to rock the boat as, as much as we want. We are. What do you think we should post? Good question. <sighs> what are our options here? Do we do we do a Snape post or is it too still too? Do we want to like see, keep that one? We want to make sure we're in the Slytherin subreddit before we do a Snape post. I think I think we should make sure make sure we're clear. And also, I think that I I want to percolate on it because I almost want a sincere post like too hard that I think it's going to be difficult. On the Snape post. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I want to fix their brains. Yeah. This is our that's our next goal. W- w- once we achieve <laughs> our personal goals, we move on to the next one. Yeah. That is our Slytherin ambition. Mhm. Okay. So what else? So we'll, so we'll we'll keep we'll keep uh we could talk we could ask about the um Bible verse on Kendra's uh tombstone. Oh, that's <laughs> I've I have been like dreaming about starting a religious argument on the subreddit. Like that's <laughs> that's like the ultimate chaos flashbang you can throw into this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's double check that that is not against the rules. Yeah, I don't. But I, but like the specific question I want to ask is like what what does that verse mean in the context of Kendra and Ariana? Like is it is it specifically saying that the treasure is? is the daughter who is in heaven and so that's where kendra is finding her treasure or does it refer to something like more broadly about the the life that they lived we could get some like sneak disses in Dumb- on dumbledore mm. be like is dumbledore really wealthy is uh is is dumbledore you know did did dumbledore understand this quote do wizards understand the bible just wondering. Was Jesus a wizard? Was I'm Jesus- sure that one gets oh, posted all the time, right? That one, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Where does where does Okay, we can Okay, here's what we do. The headline is the sincere Ariana question. Mm-hmm. The post will contain just a couple of threads for people to latch onto, like what is Christianity like in the wizarding world? Are famous religious figures uh 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 wizards, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Can I think can we review it. the rules? Because I am a yeah. little bit like, mm, are we about to break it, the break the rules of the subreddit right while we're in um yeah. in consideration for for the common room? Okay. So let's double check. Uh rule number one is don't be a jerk. So uh, e- we're, easy. We're we'll never be we'll just keep asking questions. We'll be inquisitive and innocent. Uh, rule number two, and this is the one that I'm thinking of, uh, is no modern politics, which is a very <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we've discussed this on this. On, Listen, we, we like all of this. modernity, or well, funny you should ask that. Uh huh. Political discussion limited to the Potterverse is still acceptable. Okay. We we define modern as anything that has happened in the past twenty years. Oh, classic modernity. <laughs> So that means that it is exactly one year until we can post about 9-11 in here. Oh, thank 
God. <laughs> Wait, so so does that mean that we couldn't make a post theoretically? Like, how did 9-11 affect Her- the story of Harry Potter? I'm very like, Is that curi- against I- the rules? See, here's the thing. I am operating under the assumption that when they say political, they mean like when people talking about like politics and video games talk about politics and they mean like telling each other who to vote for. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if the Harry Potter subreddit mods are like, yeah, politics is inherent in, in all, in all cultural interactions. So, so could, could, so they are picturing like, if we were to make a thread that was like, who would Harry Potter vote for in the presidential election? <laughs> like, that's not allowed. But, <laughs> but if we made a like, who would Harry Potter v- vote for? And it was like an, <laughs> an election from earlier than 20 years ago, <laughs> that's allowed. <laughs> would. Who would who would Harry have supported in the 1968 Democratic Convention? Right. <laughs> See, well, what's confusing is it says limited to the Potterverse is still acceptable, but our world is like part of the Potterverse. That's like the conceit, right? Yes. So, yes. I, I feel like saying who would Harry Potter vote for. <laughs> counts as the Potterverse. I fi- I I I'm so curious what they mean. I it, maybe they just literally mean like if you come in and you make a post or or like make a reply it's like fuck Trump or or whatever. That would be that would be bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean you kind of ha- you have to assume there's some amount of just like hoping everyone's just going to be a little good faith, right? But I don't know how letter of the law they are. Yeah. Posts must be Wizarding World related. This is another one that feels kind of, you know, maybe where we're on the knife's edge here. Because it says, posts must be related to the universe in a tangible way. This does not include series actors in their personal lives, political leaning of persons associated with the franchise, pets named after the series, etc. Do they consider consider J.K. Rowling's religion part of her political leanings? Probably. Hmm. But, but she wrote a book. The book series is a, is about that. <laughs> so it is. So, so it is Potterverse. So I. Hmm. You know, I I'm starting to think that maybe it's worth us doing this. And like, if if mods get involved, so be it. And we're like, but oh. hang on a second. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Bible verse is right in there, right? Like that's. Yeah, I think we can write the question in a nice way too. I don't. I don't think this has to rock the boat unless other no, people I, decide to get I, in a that's scrap. The, our, it's it's not our job to <laughs> to piss people. Well, it is our job to piss people off. It's not our job to get pissed off. Yeah, I'm not pissed off. I'm I'm calm. I'm normal. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, what should we title it? Like, uh, what does the verse dumbledore chose for his or bible verse just to make it clear what does the bible verse dumbledore chose for his mother and sister's grave mean to him how's that 
Good. <laughs> hey, they're, all. They're they're already dead in in Fantastic Beasts, right? Yes. We can bring that up, maybe. I just was percolating on like um a, a sort of like if we talk about Dumbledore and like him choosing the quote and like his personal life, we could put a little something in there that's like, I hope we learn more in Fantastic Beasts. Mm. Oh, we could say I was hoping that we would learn some more about this in in Crimes of Grindelwald, but mm-hmm. there we go. Just just to, that's another thing that kind of throws off that we're like only doing book seven related questions. <laughs> okay, hey all, I was thinking. Uh, now now all the thoughts are gone from my head. Um, J.K chose some powerful quotes to put on the potters and dumbledores his graves <laughs> in deathly hallows obviously these have some religious connotations and harry even points out that the quote on uh, his family's grave relates to the themes of the story. However, I'm a little lost as to what the quote on Dumbledore's grave means to him how's that for a start i think that's wonderful okay let me also get the actual quote so we can put it in here godric's hollow quote where your treasures shall me blah 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 okay quote block (laughs) now how now now i'm just a country lawyer I i have a great i have a great transition for this okay yeah it's been a long time since I've been in Sunday school. Hell yes. A long time since I've been in Sunday school. But doesn't <laughs> this verse refer to material wealth? I, I don't see Dumbledore as particularly... See the Dumbledores. Hold on. See the Dumbledores as particularly wealthy. And if it is referring to Dumbledore's feelings on Ariana, that doesn't seem right. (laughs) Because that would be an oddly selfish move to put a quote about (laughs) your own feelings (laughs) on someone else's tragic grave. How's that? I think that's great. I'm reading the Kendra Dumbledore wiki to see if there's any details I can grab, and I'm just... I, I forgot that the Dumbledore Grindelwald duel is not just them. It's a three-way duel between 
Dumbledore, Aberforth, and Gellert Grindelwald that killed that killed Ariana. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I didn't. I mean, I guess I did at some point, but I I totally forgot that. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds great. Doesn't this verse refer to the dangers of focusing on material? Just fleshing it out a bit. Uh huh. Um. Someone else's tragic grave. If Ariana is the treasure and Dumbledore's heart is with her, that's all well and good. But it still seems like an odd choice for the grave and not really what the quote is about in the first place. This is a tough one to add to because I think that for me it's just a very sincere question. I I, am, <laughs> I, I, I would like to know, um, <laughs> I'd like to know what it means. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's and then let's just say. Very interested to hear everyone's thoughts. Smiley face. The themes in this book are really interesting. They're so interesting. Okay, is that? Do you think that's good? Do you yeah, think that's I love that. Flare. Question. Oh, do we have? Do, should we do a, a P.S. Where did Dumbledore get a Bible? Uh. Where do you think Dumbledore got a Bible? Ask if the, if if Dumbledore's family, if we if people think that Dumbledore's family is Christian, or if he is just well read. I love that. That's here. That's the thing. That's the real question of this post. Mm-hmm. That's that's the real thing for everyone to argue about. Do you think Dumbledore's family is? Do you think Dumbledore's family is Christian or is he just well read? I love that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we good. Yeah, yeah. Post. Okay. Damn, it looks good to have our post with a flare on it. Beautiful. What else is is kicking around in uh, in new? Well, yeah. Let's take a look r slash harry potter let's go to new uh what's the only way harry potter can be a reality a theme park like westworld or a computer simulation like the matrix wait what i didn't even that that flew right over my head what's the only way that harry potter can be a reality a theme park like westworld or a computer simulation like the matrix i mean whichever you know (laughs) Like, if, I mean, whichever is fine. (laughs) Neither are real, so. (laughs) What if we just get really kind of confrontational and say neither of those are real? (laughs) I I don't, is it, did they um, expand on what their actual question is in the post? Are they asking, like, what would be your preference? It said, well, it says, like, what's the the only way? You know, what's the Matrix yeah. be more real? What's the only way Harry Potter can be a reality? A theme park like Westworld or a computer simulation? Like, the, I think they're asking, like, what is the proper way to do it? Or which is more likely? Which is more like, yeah, that's. <laughs> Neither? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> uh, I mean, it can't be a reality. It is a it is a novel. What if we say uh, something like the real Universal Studios theme park is as close to Westworld as you can get 
without being able to curse the host's smiley face. Uh, maybe someday. <laughs> yes, okay, okay. Yes. The, yeah, the real universal wizarding world parks are probably as close as you can get to West World, except that you can't curse the hosts. <laughs> Maybe someday, Winky Face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks so good out. with our Slytherin flare. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. That's a Slytherin-ass reply right there. <laughs> All right. Back to New. There's some wonderful fan art in New today. Mm. Um, kind of hard to get that across on a podcast, though. There's a, there's a post here. This title is amazing. It's called The Irony of Percy. Okay. Percy, for a large part of the books, distanced himself from his family and renounced them, essentially. He said that his family and the Weasley name would hold him back. Funny thing is, the only reason Percy ever advanced was his connection to the Weasleys, and by extension, Dumbledore. It really is quite ironic. That is ironic. That's what it was. Alanis Morissette song. What if we just, like, post the lyrics to the Alanis Morissette song? I don't know how is there, is there Are there, like, um, a music note uh, emoticons in, on Reddit? Uh, you can just put the emojis. Alanis Morissette. Ironic. I just want to see if there's any good lines that I'm not thinking of. I also do like the idea of just posting. That is ironic. This is a very funny song. <laughs> it's ironic. Ah, it's just like rain on your wedding day. I got nothing for that. It really is quite ironic. I'm just going to say just like the Alanis Morissette song. Yeah. I feel like Jack Sloper is a big Alanis fan. <laughs> big Jagged that... Little Pill fan. <laughs> yeah, he only likes the first album. Uh-huh. Never really picked up on the but other he's like, stuff. He, but he's also just like, it's the best album ever, ever made. Yeah. Jagged Little Pill. He likes Jagged Little Pill and he likes uh, the first. Uh, well, not the first. It's not the first. The first big No Doubt album. Mm-hmm. The one that has uh, 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 Keep Quiet or whatever on it. That's great. Serious mansplaining to Molly annoys me every time. They're not. He's not mansplaining. I don't even <laughs> remember that scene, but no. Hagrid, Hagrid is manspreading when he's on the train. <laughs> Wait, we should post that. We should post that. Fuck. No, it's so bad. <laughs> Why not? Wait, okay, so tell me about the post. What What is serious mansplaining to Molly? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. The post is mansplaining. Serious mansplaining to Molly annoys me every time, but the post that they've... I mean, they're screen- just arguing. Well, the screenshot they posted is, we- Mrs. Weasley turned to Sirius. I've been meaning to tell you, Sirius, there's something trapped in that writing desk in the drawing room. It keeps rattling and shaking. Of course, it could just be a bogart, but we ought to ask Alastair to have a look at it before we let it out. That's Mrs. Weasley talking to Sirius. I don't know what they are even referring to. Oh, I assume okay. they are talking about the argument. This is because of the stupid new Reddit format. 
Uh, oh. Okay, there's a little arrow I could click to see the second screenshot. Okay. Uh, well, Molly, I'm pretty sure this is a bogart, said Sirius, peering through the keyhole, but perhaps we ought to let Matt I had a, have a shifty at it before we let it out. Knowing my mother, it could be something much worse. I think he's just agreeing with her. How is that mansplaining? He's just agreeing. He's agreeing he's saying, with yes, her. Yes, you're right. And, and I then think adding that, some texture about how he knows that there would be weird stuff in his house. Yeah. It's his house. <laughs> I think you're supposed to put the emphasis on the is. Like, well, Molly, I'm pretty sure this is a bogart. But perhaps we ought to let Matt I. Yeah, he's a. I, okay, so do we. Do we. Do we. This is our Knights of the Old Republic Paragon Renegade choice. Here. No. <laughs> Paragon choice. We just say, I think he's just agreeing with her. Uh. <laughs> renegade choice Hagrid is man's manspreading <laughs> on the train <laughs> um huh, this really is very Slytherin uh, Slytherin Redditor isn't it hmm I want to post it so bad but you're free to make your own choices I am not I am not Jesus take the wheel I'm not in charge I think, here I'm not behind the keyboard I think we should just, I think sincere post just just to be err on the side of caution okay it, yeah it wouldn't be so worrisome if we weren't in contention for for yeah. uh, the common room should we add some flavor to it so we like I think he's just agreeing with her sometimes I repeat the question back to people when yeah. they ask me something and that's I don't think that's mansplaining yeah Pete the question. I mean, I guess it's almost it's almost what I, I think that they're picking up on here, which I don't agree with, which is where you say something to someone and then they say it back to you, but in a way that they act like they came up with thought it. of it. But I don't yeah. think that's what's happening here. No, I I, I, re- I think because these are like a few pages apart. So I think he's just like restarting that conversation. He's like, yeah, you're right. I think it is a bogart. Uh, I think is sometimes I repeat the question back to people in a conversation. It shows that I am listening. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. Back to new. No comments yet. Maybe I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the Bible verse thing might be kind of a kind of a hot topic for people. They don't want to touch. Yeah, we were reading a thread that um it was from a oh, long God. time ago that yes. was like someone posting about how their Bible verses, and I don't even remember what their question was or what the point of their post was, but there were a lot of people in the replies that didn't know that they were. And I don't blame them. I'm like, there's a lot of people that wouldn't just know. uh, and And the book doesn't explain it. So if you don't particularly know those, those verses, there's no reason for you to know. Mm -hmm. Um, but expressing a lot of like disappointment over them. <laughs> well, it was specifically the ones that were like, "Oh, I thought she came up with that. That's less cool now." Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> there was specifically the one, the one that was my favorite. There was a post that said, um, uh, "I I wish it wasn't a real Bible verse because when when Christian stuff shows up in books, people uh, Christian people tend to like claim it." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's their stuff." It's a they pretty, it. it's a pretty Christian story. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, ooh, here's a here's a confrontational one. Ooh, how would you explain these plot conveniences? Uh oh. All right, let's dig into this one. Let's see. 
Every time I watch the movies, currently reading the book, so if any of the plot conveniences I mention are addressed... Ooh, yes! Oh, <laughs> fuck yes. Ooh. This is a Slytherin opportunity right here. It sure is. I see these plot conveniences. They don't ruin the film, but I always wonder how other fans would explain them. If your answer is they exist because otherwise the story would be boring, it is not acceptable. Wait, be that more is the answer, though. <laughs> That's how stories work. It's fake. It's a story. One, Dumbledore knew that Voldemort would come back, but did nothing to prevent his return. Let's say before Harry went to Hogwarts, Voldemort was nowhere to be seen. But after that, every year he was in some sort of way in the school. So why didn't the most powerful wizard do anything at all to prevent his return? Because the story doesn't happen. Because the story doesn't happen. I I mean, like, I guess (sighs) a real answer (laughs) is that we know that he's working literally the whole time behind the scenes trying to figure out the horcrux thing also it's prophesized yeah and like and like as lame as i realize i realize that they'll probably think that's a lame answer but that is the answer it is prophesized he can't do anything to to stop that part he can only <laughs> although he also it. says the prophecies aren't real so <laughs> that's true that's true he or rather you make them happen these aren't real so fuck Two, love was the thing that saved Harry. That's how I understood it when they explained it in the film. If that is the case, why didn't Remus cast the love spell to protect Tonks? Or it's the not other a way spell. Around? Or in other scenarios that two people are in love, uh, one can cast the spell to another. Wouldn't that be the most OP spell in the universe? Uh, this is just another, this is how stories work thing. It's symbolic. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, if Dumbledore knew that a piece of Voldemort's soul went into Harry that night, then so did voldemort i mean he would feel it right that not part, necessarily that a part of him is inside harry why didn't he try to remove it or just imprison harry we're throwing harry in jail i think it is safe to say he didn't know and we have yeah. no reason to think he knows right death eaters or at least some of them after voldemort's first demise started living amazing lives some examples are luscious who is wealthy <laughs> Luscious is wealthy. Luscious is wealthy. Possessive billionaire tag on Wattpad. Wait, Luscious sorry. Malfoy. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, some examples are Luscious, which is wealthy and cokey as fuck. Huh? <laughs> cokey. I'm assuming they mean he does cocaine. <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell if he like does cocaine or if he is cocky. Misspelled. Oh, maybe who is well? Oh, maybe it's they spelled it C O K Y. It could be cocky. He's wealthy and cocky. That probably makes more sense. I'm just imagining wealthy and cokey. Like, like someone pulled Harry aside. He's like, you know, Lucius, he likes a little bit of the, you know? <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? Lucius Malfoy has one really long f- fingernail. Yeah. <laughs> um,. And that Igor guy, the headmaster of the other wizarding school, even if they were cursed by the Imperius curse, those are very high positions to be put in. What is the question? I guess the fact that the like Death Eaters are like well respected in society even after they lost the war, I would like to direct them to Operation Paperclip. <laughs> like, like what? I could give a real earnest post about that last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay, let's let's should, should we just go in on this? We do one. Let's just pick like one of. What I think there are some where it's like you're too stuck because it really is just like that's how stories work. Should we just? Should, what? Why do we sincere post about the last one then? 
Let's be like, well, let's let's say like I can't answer all of these, and let's pick I? one because there's one that made me real mad, and I can't remember it now. Uh, love was the same thing that saved Harry. Dumbledore needed a piece of Voldemort's soul. Was into Harry. Death Eaters. That, that one. That's the one that makes me mad because I, we'd never see what it's like to create a Horcrux, and we never get the impression of if uh, Voldemort like can feel them or not. And I think it's safe to say that he can't. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is, is the locket was swapped and he doesn't know that that was compromised at the time. I think that he can probably feel them when destroyed, but there's no reason and any evidence. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason to think he can feel it. And any evidence that we have indicates the opposite. So he, <laughs> so I think it is fair to say he yeah. doesn't know that there's a Horcrux in Harry. Okay. How about this? I can't answer all of these, but for number three, I think it's safe to say Voldemort doesn't know. He doesn't notice that the locket was swapped for who knows how many years. So why would he be able to detect that Harry is a Horcrux? This is a nice and simple answer. I, can you ask? Sorry, I'm like in sincere posting mode. I'm no, like, it's fine. I'm sincere mad. We gotta, it's like, we gotta balance I, it out. <laughs> please say like we we never actually like find out what the experience of having a Horcrux is, and so because we don't know that, based on what he does and what we do know, there's no reason to think he would know that Harry is a Horcrux. We never actually find out what the experience of having a Horcrux is like. And without that, sorry, can you say the last part again? Um, I don't remember now. <laughs> without that, it's very difficult to get an idea of how he'd be able to tell. Yeah. And like, like based on what he does, I, I think it, you can guess that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of an Occam's razor sort of situation. Yeah. No, I like that. Okay. Sincere, another sincere post down. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we've got some replies. That's good. I was like half expecting like banned from the subreddit. Religion banned. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. What? So, oh, we have we have a couple of posts on the Bible verse one. Yeah. But most importantly, uh huh, we have a reply to uh our post about the Alanis Morissette song. Oh yeah. And someone says it's like rain on your wedding day. Yes! Fuck yes. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Um. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, we're, st- oh, we're starting, we're starting the argument. Uh, the argument is, the argument is Wait, here. it's too easy. Okay. Uh, okay. So <laughs> we have one comment. I took it as further self-punishment and a, f- and a warning of sorts to others. He wrongly coveted power and lost his sister because of it. Or d- okay. Oh, you know I what? Like, I like that answer. I like that answer. That is good. I had that was con- an upvote. Yeah. I, when we were having that discussion, I completely forgot the context of Dumbledore, uh, wanting power, power from Grindelwald. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of narcissistic of him to put that on someone else's grave as a reminder to I, himself, but I still, you yes. know, okay. <laughs> I still, I still stand by that, but yes, I, I at least <laughs> understand this one, but here's a longer comment. Uh-huh. I'm probably in the minority on this, but I really wish Rowling had left the Bible verses out. Mm-hmm. 
I have nothing against Christianity per se, but I realize that a lot of Christian themes run through HP. It just felt like it was kind of pointless to shoehorn a muggle religion into the wizarding world in the last book. This person is spitting facts. Uh, I realize it wasn't even an attempt to push religion on the reader. I just think it wasn't necessary to the plot to quote the Bible of all things. It felt more like an attempt appeasing Rowling's detractors that HP is this satanic witchcraft series by going, look, here's a Bible verse. It's not that bad, guys. Come on. Anyway, none of that really answers your question, I guess. I don't think there's much to read into it. Ariana was a beloved member of his family. A treasure in his heart will always be with her. A part of him will always be with her. Um, Can we can we maybe like push a little bit on that? Like, can we mm. not push back against it? But no, no, no. Do a little bit of um, like, yeah. I agree, like nothing against it, um, but I but I do think it is it's confusing that Harry Potter already has a lot of Christian themes, to, so to also make yes, them yes yes possibly just interacting with Christianity as a religion is confusing. I agree, nothing against it, but I do think it's confusing that Harry Potter, especially Book Seven, is full of Christian allegory. So it's odd to bring actual religion into the story. It's like a double allegory, and that makes no sense. I'm, I'm, I I want to like say our real opinions, but in a like kind of obtuse way. Wait, wait, right? can you say something like it would be like if uh, I guess nerd? I was gonna try to do something like it would be it would be weird if if um the Narnia kids had a Bible in Narnia. But honestly, that one's a little more fraught because it's like <laughs> Santa's there. So that's that's a little bit of a tough one. How about it's already full of Christian allegory, so it's odd to bring actual religion into the story. It's like a double allegory since it's already an allegory, question mark. Yeah, I like that. Upvote. Upvoting their post as well. That's a good post. We've got some good posters. We've got the some Reddit, really good Reddit redeemed. posts here. We've got, um, while, I, while I wait to see if we get any more replies real quick, we did get some fun uh, listen, obvious listener replies on some older <laughs> posts. Uh-huh. Um, uh, on our vo- Why Did Voldemort Need a Boat post, yeah. we got, uh, I really think he should have just made a whole enchanted houseboat, maybe one that can fly too, since he can do that. Anchors away, smiley face. That's right. Uh, hit that with the upvote. Uh, oh, I already read the one that mentioned the Hanukkah thing, which is hilarious. The, ha- <laughs> the Hanukkah song. Um, yeah, we've got uh, we've got some good some good. I, I'm, I appreciate our our support uh, from fans who are like in on the bit, but not. I'm glad I'm glad no one's blown the bit. Everyone, we've got we've got good fans. People, yeah, people, people know how to ride the line. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's, um, I'm just going to hit the, the one about the self-punishment, uh, wrongfully cause it cover power and say, I agree. I'm going to hit them with the, I agree, smiley face. Yeah. I like this read. It's sincere. I do. Sometimes, I do like that read. sometimes a big part of irony posting is sincere posting. That's right. Because you gotta, you gotta build up. You gotta, you gotta keep juking. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't, uh, see, here, see, here's my philosophy. Have you seen that account that's been been going around that's like, it's called Pictures of Illinois. Mm. And it's no. like, it just posts like pictures that clearly aren't of Illinois. Okay. And it's very funny. But uh-huh. I think it's it's tipping its hand to 
too far too mm. easily because like so like one of them it was like pictures of africa and then like another one it was like pictures of like uh, uh brazil and there's one that was like shots from lord of the rings of like mm. landscape and mm-hmm. it's very funny and all the replies are like is this really illinois or like i don't think this is illinois but it's like you got to put some real pictures of illinois in between i think <laughs> to make it truly mm-hmm. truly infuriating yeah uh, and so that's what we're doing. We have we're putting real pictures of Illinois into the subreddit right now. That's right. Um, so we can deploy the fake pictures of Illinois later for greater effect. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just double check. Um, doesn't look like we have any comments yet. But this is this is one that I think like. I think I think we will get some good posts on this one, but it's I think people might have the same worry that we have about the rules, right? And like, don't maybe don't want to get involved. I also think it's a real thinker. It is. People a real might thinker. be really formulating their their replies. Jack Sloper is a real thinker, if nothing else. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I mean, you know, that sounds like a Ravenclaw trait, but it takes Slytherin cunning to be this level of thinker about how to achieve your goals and ambitions that's the difference that's this that's the slytherin difference the ravenclaws are thinkers and slytherins are thinkers with goals that's right that's right slytherins require a clear target and per- <laughs> <laughs> all right um I would love to stick around and see if we get any more replies but we've gone pretty long here should we take it to the close sounds good all right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash streetcast. We are about to start Twilight and Midnight Sun, uh, which is very exciting. So if Simultaneously. You hear us, simultaneous, yes. Uh, so if you want to hear us discuss those, uh, just give us uh, a few bucks. The low, low price of $3 will get you everything on the patreon and liz what are we reading next week we're reading chapter 17 this is bathilda's secret which i think is Mm. like horror horror novel chapter yeah this is so i forgot that i i was expecting the snake this chapter Mm -hmm. and i like kept bracing for like okay but when they go into the house when do they go into the house uh so i'm excited to get to this one because like this is the one this is like the one part of this book that i like vividly remember yeah being really spooky i remember it being scary and i am a big big horror fan so i'm wondering if this is gonna gonna work for me i will be i will know this entire time that the snake is a human woman and i think that that (laughs) that makes it a little rough but that's all right that's 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 gonna diminish it somewhat but uh i'm still looking forward to it but even if you are a horror fan who likes a spooky snake please read another book please read another book Makes ocean raw seem tame Better know what you're after If you catch a eye Cause this hot mama Is just a cat in disguise